This is the Are You Screw podcast. So you're a punt guy, really like the punt guy. I stood up to Greg and told him to exit the field of play. Uh, um, I mean, like, yes. The Are You Screw podcast. He's bitty bad. You're calling Eric LeGrand a liar. The director of athletics is responsible for selecting the football coach. He's going to play for the Ducks. Tampering. Need agility. Play small lineup of soldiers. We win. The Are You Screw podcast. Everybody! Chop, 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 Everybody! Gaetano Panuccio! Oh, 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 fuck you, Penn State. Oh, 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 fuck you, Penn State. Wait, is it, isn't it fuck Penn State? I guess to make the syllables work, it's fuck you, Penn State. Okay. I had to adapt there. Hey, guys, welcome to to fuck Penn State week on the Are You Screw podcast. We got a trio. We got We got Mike with us. Uh, Max is here as always. It's Adam. Um, I'm ready. I'm excited for this one. I think this is going to be a fun one. You're going to hear. We do have a guest. We haven't had one in a while. Brian Fonseca of uh, NJ Advanced Media joined us to talk a little bit of Rutgers hoops a little bit later on. Um, we've got Wanker of the Week. We've got. Oh, I've right. got an Angry Adam today. Ooh. Um, we've got a. We've got a game. We're gonna play. Um... Nights out of focus. We've got a new right. game. We're gonna bring back an old segment from a long time ago uh, that we yeah. like to call role play, uh, which we've done a couple times. We'll we'll review that, but it's fun, guys. Like Rutgers sports is back. Rutgers football is back. Rutgers basketball. I mean, it's here. I don't know if it's back. They haven't really been here in any of our lifetimes, but they're they're here. Um, they're they're here. Basketball season sort of started already. I don't know. Man, it's fun. You guys, week, want, you guys want to get in the mood? Let's get in the mood. Good job, man. We're down, we're down 10 points at the half. On the road in the Big Ten Conference. On the road! Everybody! <laughs> By the way, my tweet did not get enough love on uh, online from the Greg doing the chop dance, like just going absolutely crazy. And my quote was when the Moyles jacked up on too much uh, coffee, thought it was pretty good. It's like a very like Jew specific, it's a very, specific very specific reference. I just thought it was, it was good. A Moyle typically but, doesn't use an ax Adam. When he's jacked up on coffee, he might. Does That's our first poll. Uh, a Moyle use an ax. Yes. Why would a Moyle have an ax? Uh, I got no. Depending on the size, maybe. <laughs> so what? Do, what? So what do we want to do first? I mean, do we want to? Do we want? We have no plan. We have like a, a loose outline of a plan. Um, I assume uh, we're going to talk some football. I don't know. Well, um, well, we can talk a little bit of football. I mean, again, Rutgers has Penn State coming up this week, but they're coming off of a, a really exciting win at Purdue, thirty-seven thirty. Um, I mean, they've won two games this year probably more than i think i think all of us took the under in in wins this year correct yeah oh, de- oh definitely okay so they've they've surpassed that it's been fun to watch them um i don't know i mean what what are the what are the takeaways from the purdue game like I, give give everybody give a takeaway the first thing i wanted to do is i wanted to apologize for the last couple of weeks i feel like 
because we didn't have games to talk about for so long, I feel like I forced some game conversation that was not interesting at all. Like, I, I feel like we had some really uninteresting conversations about the last couple of games. And, you know, I partially blame Mike for not showing up because he has a job to do or whatever. But, like, I feel like I forced some conversations about the game that um, didn't end up being good. So I would like to apologize for that. But that Purdue game was fucking awesome. It was Johnny fun. Langan is a crazy person. He is fucking nuts. How much money would you have to be paid to try and tackle Johnny Langan? Like, would you, like, <laughs> you, would you take $20,000 to tackle Johnny Langan? I don't think oh, I yeah. would. You yeah, would? of course I would. I don't know, man. How much? 20000 20 grand? Yeah. 20 yeah. grand. I would, I would do it for, a, I would do it for a grand. You're in the open field and ju- you would do it for $1,000? $1,000. Yeah, it's the end of the year. My deductible is pretty much paid on my insurance. Like, it's not going to cost that much when I have to go to the hospital. Man, it's kind are of you sure about that? Out. Are you sure that? Are you? Sh- I'm pretty sure that Johnny. If you try to tackle Johnny, well, I guess Johnny the question Langan. is how much? How much more do you have to go to reach your deductible? Because then we have right, to, whatever like, the difference is. It's it's enough. Believe then you're not, it's enough. Then you're not making a thousand on that. Okay, I'm making close to it. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's one. It, come on, it's one one hit. I have to take I, one hit no. from Johnny Langan. Wait, 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 well, technically, Max said try to tackle Johnny try Langan. Tackle if you him, miss, right. if you miss altogether because no. he ju- jukes you, like that's still a Johnny tackle. Lang- no, Johnny Langan would run you over. Like if he had the option between running around, if he saw like Adam or me, or I mean, Mike, you're a little bigger than us, so maybe he wouldn't be as like want want to run us over as want to run you over as much. But if he saw Adam it, or I on the football field at like five seven standing there, he would go out of his way to run us over. It's and like, like he's not gonna juke us. It's like little giants when Spike runs around, chase you know, like chasing like the the little kids just to run him over and step on his on his helmet. In little giants, like that's exactly what he would try and do. It's just doesn't matter where we run, he would just follow us and just destroy us. No <laughs> doubt about it. But it'd be worth it. I would I would do it. No way. It'd be fun. I don't think you're understanding how much it would hurt for Johnny Langan to like run <laughs> through you. It okay. It was awesome. And we got to see we got we got Art Sitkowski. We had Johnny Langan in that game. We had a kickoff return for a touchdown in that game. We had officiating on Rutgers side in part of that game. Officiating potentially against Rutgers oh, side in that God. game. Just to annoy Max, I really Let's don't talk, carry the way. I want to but talk pick I'm play. Just, it had everything and it was awesome and they won the game. Can we talk? Like, can you can you get better than that? Can we talk about the difference between the Michigan pick play and the Rutgers pick play? Can we do this? Because no, I think you and I think no, Adam and I are going to fight about too much time. Both of you discussing this on the text chain. I don't want to hear this. I just want to say real quick that if you turn around to try and catch the ball, it's a lot different than just running <sighs> into the guy and putting your arms out. That's it, Max. And I even I even agree with you, and I still don't want to hear this conversation. <laughs> right. I don't really care either. Rutgers won the game, and that's all that that's all that matters in the end. It's all that matters right now. I mean, I, I don't know what else. Are, what else are your takeaways? They're, are, are they are they way better than you thought? Are, are oh, is yeah. Purdue not that good? And like no. you're gonna sour stuff this right is, now. Like where are we at? This is like a legitimate offense. Like they're moving the ball down the field. They had 412 total yards. Now Purdue lost one of their best players uh, on that targeting call on defense. That you know, Greg Schiano actually talked about it in his press conference today about how when he went out, it was like, all right, we're just gonna slam it up the middle. And just go with that Johnny Langan offense, but that that was in the second half. They, you know, Art was moving the ball. They had some. They had big plays. Obviously, they had the kick return for a touchdown. Uh, they also had that long touchdown to Karon Adams, and like they, they just they've got 
they've got playmakers like and the offensive line is doing a good enough job and it's like it's just such an improvement over last year and you can see it uh, just the, the way that this coaching staff they're scheming guys open scheming mcschemerson he can't wear a mask uh at all and uh, he had a baby by the way congratulations uh to the uh scheming mcschemerson family i actually forgot his real name for a second the gleason family uh and he actually i think he flew back out to the game saturday but they're scheming guys open and it's like there was this one play where it was kind of this unremarkable seven yard gain but it was Giovanni Haskins just kind of leaked out into the flat and it was what I've been talking about for years he was just wide open for an eight for a seven yard pass he was just there 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 was no defender around Gleason and the offense saw that they saw what was going on Haskins out into the flat easy pass and it's like where the fuck has that been for so long you want to make fans panic are they too good this year? And is Gleason setting himself up for a head coaching job next year? Oh, Gleason was already going to be like a very. He was going to. He wasn't going <laughs> to. I know. For very he. Long. They're getting. Uh, you know. It, it's they're getting the attention they deserve. I mean, five, from five point seven points per game to a little bit over thirty points per game, and they didn't even have an out of conference schedule to potentially pad that a little bit this year. Like against with this offense against put Mammoth. Uh, you know, back it back in play and put Syracuse, who has not looked very good this season, back in play. Like, I mean, they've already surpassed their best total for points in a, in the Big Ten. They, they like they already couple, have more points than any than any season in six games. Yeah, they're a couple plays away from easily being three and three against Michigan. They're a better second half being played against Illinois to being four and two. I mean, it's crazy. I, it is wild to think about. I I, I mean. And we can't he be there. It. It's totally sad. It. The guy did it. We all talked. We all made the songs. We all said there was only pretty much one answer at some point. And got to, like, Greg Schiano is delivering in year one. And, and we can't that's be good. there. And we're not allowed to be there because of our tyrant governor. Let us in. <laughs> Let us in. It does suck that we oh, cannot God, be there on suck. Saturday. I mean, I like, like I'm joking about the tyrant governor thing, but like it does suck. Right. Like I kind of OK. Part of me wants them to not beat Penn State. A tiny part of me wants what? them to not beat Penn State. This Just a tiny. Part. Why do you always, why tiny do you always have these dumb opinions that you then try to like rationalize? Because I, I want to I want to be there, man. Like it's like Adam. Adam ripped up a he destroyed public property because he was so mad that Rutgers blew their chance to beat Penn State uh, a couple of years ago. And, like, Adam has sat through so much crap football, and he sat out in the cold, and he's given up work opportunities. And his entire—Adam, Mike, like, you and I have adopted this, right? Adam was born in this. Adam has know, been waiting like, this Adam, for, would for you this for rather not years. be there and have them win, or would you rather have them lose and be there? Two weeks ago, I was like, I'm not going to care about this game, and you know what? It probably is better that, you know, nothing crazy happens and they don't beat them. I'm all in. Like Psycho Adam is back for this Saturday. Like I, I fucking hate Penn State. Like just give me the opportunity to trash talk after when. Yes, it would be awesome to do it in person. But if you beat them this year, then moving forward, like it's game on. They have to kind of care about you, especially in a year where they're being embarrassed. Like like to further put like the the foot on their neck this year and embarrass them some more would I think really sink them to a level to where like there's going to be so much good shit talking for a long time. And like no more 
those few Rutgers fans who only talk about Jerry Sandusky and are just very annoying, like actual fun rivalry shit talking. I wanted to talk about that actually, but go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. We're still, we're still like little, this is still little brother. Big brother doesn't care. Like we haven't beaten them since 1988. Like that's, it's crazy to think about. Give me this one. I, yeah, I, you're right. Give me this one. I just if they lost, Rutgers lost, I'd be like, all right, fine, we'll get it, we'll get them next year, and we'll be there for it. You know, that's a small part of me. But I actually did want to talk about the uh, to, not the damper things, the Rutgers fans who like bring up the Sandusky stuff anytime you say anything about Penn State. Like, that's not like I, it's not that they're wrong. It's that it's like. We have it's to a do this every time, killer. but it is. It's like we're saying fuck Penn State because fuck Penn State, like just fuck Penn State. But fuck Penn State because fuck Penn State, not because of the Sandusky stuff. You're not wrong. That's all fucked up. And if you're religious or whatever, Joe Paterno is in the deepest depths of hell. I, 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 I'm with you. But like, do we have to do it every time we talk about Penn State? How about just they're one in five, and like. They, they're, you know, they're in the middle of Pennsylvania. They had the name the town State College because the people around in Pennsylvania just don't, oh, you have to know the town is named State College in order to know there's a college there because I don't know that's just what they had to name it. And it's like, fuck Penn State. We don't need to bring up the Sandusky stuff every single fucking time. Not that you're wrong about the things that you're saying, but like, just let's just have fun. That's that's all I got on the Sandusky stuff. I'm with you on 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 you on that one. It got old very quickly. Like 20, 2014, it was to the extreme because Rutgers fans were so jacked up to to play them. And then seeing the Penn State fans there, like Rutgers fans were uncontrollable dogs, just out on the out to attack anybody, and they didn't care. And it, it there's still that segment that still does that. Stop. Just get over it. Have some fun. Hopefully, we get a win on Saturday. And you get to go and, I don't know, just talk shit to Penn State fans, which is fun. Mike, do you like to talk shit to Penn State fans? I don't know any Penn State fans. You really don't? You never, you never, you don't have any old friends that, that went to Penn State at all? Like, I have a, no. a, sele- I have a select few, um, but it's no. just. Oh, I have one Penn State fan. They didn't go to Penn State. They're like kind of adopted them as their team. Yeah, I guess that I person. Yeah. For me, this is just, you know, this would be icing on the cake for what's been an already pretty, pretty awesome year overall. Like, are you even, are you excited about Rutgers football? I feel like you're not as excited about Rutgers football as you should be, Michael. I, I mean, I've watched a few of the games. The last game was pretty awesome. I don't know. It's just been hard getting uh, I know this into a lot weird. of this stuff. I know it's been weird. I, I but... think that I think it's been fun to see like Shiano back and to see the team be um, mediocre, which is obviously great. Mike, and... they don't Mike, they don't punt anymore. They don't punt. I know they're fun. They're fun. They're doing all these trick plays. They're doing all this weird shit. Uh, they're like going for it every time. It's it's been a fun season. I'm just saying, like I don't know that maybe because of everything going on in my life, it's just been hard to like find time to sit and watch every game. That's no, all. I, I agree from the part of like, yeah, like that, like, and I, I keep mentioning it, like the whole, like kind of underlying, I don't know if depression's the word, like through all of the, the, the cool Rucker sports stuff happening, but it is, it is ever present, right? Like it's always, it's always there. Like, oh yeah, we're not at the games and it kind of sucks and you know, pandemic sports don't matter, blah, blah, blah. And it, it does kind of like, it, it's, it's always there, but I think, yeah. it, but in the context of like everything going on, it is fun. 
I do I do notice that after the games, like I feel like in the past people would watch the games and then would you know, in our case, like hang out on Twitter and like you know be having fun a- a- after games. I feel like the ge- it's more fleeting. Like Rutgers plays, and then it's kind of gone. Like the, the like if Rutgers last if if, if if there was no pandemic and this this stadium was f- f- sold out, fifty six thousand people or whatever. I feel like the f- the fun of winning, beating Purdue, and like the fun of playing Penn State, it would kind of be fleeting throughout. Like it would, or sorry, it would be like throughout the week. It'd be Max, this when's the up? last time you came to a fun tailgate post game to see like my family? Like that hasn't existed in four years. Like we would yeah, have gotten but, that this year. Uh, yeah, but I, yeah, I, that's the point. But Adam, I think it's I, I, you know, I think the difference is it's like a, it's not you, it's me type of reasoning for it, and it's not like Rutgers is at fault here. They're like they put together this cool, fun season. But I think the nature of events has made it at least to me, and maybe it feels different to you and to Max. It just feels more displaced. You know, when you could go to the game, whether it's as a fan like you did uh, or as, you know, Max in his different capacity, I think it's more of a we experience where here it's like more of a them experience. And so the way that everything gets, I don't know, interpreted and the way that you feel this season, I think is different. Maybe that's why there's not as much joy involved, right? There's a kind of a distance between um, you and the team, like you can root for them. still, you can still watch them, but like, you're not there on a Saturday, you know, what five, uh, seven Saturdays a year or whatever. Um, it's, there's no, there's no tailgate. We don't get to drop by your family's tailgate and then hang out afterward. Everything just seems more distant, um, which is, I guess the pandemic experience. Yeah, no, I I mean, a hundred percent. Like it's just, you can, you know, it doesn't mean you have to be like, Oh, this sucks all the time. No, in the context of everything going on, it's nice to have Rutgers football and, and Rutgers basketball, but also like, yeah, there's no buildup like Penn state, the game's going to be on and we're all going to watch it. And the people listening to this podcast are going to watch it, but there's not like this exciting buildup where, you know, you're going to wake up on Saturday and you're going to get to the stadium at eight 30 and then you're going to tailgate. Like, I don't know. Like I, I'm not trying to like focus on the negative or whatever, but it's, always present and it just sucks right? i don't know yeah, i mean listen i think unless you've like i i don't know maybe this is trying to extrapolate a little bit but like unless your whole perspective with i think the pandemic and where we are in life is fuck it i'm over it i'm just gonna go back to living my life and then you can kind of enjoy sports and everything else something closer to normalcy if you're living it on a day-to-day basis and your life is just completely upended it's hard to then experience sports exactly the same as you would pre-March. Yeah. But it's better than being totally miserable after being I'm excited not, yeah, last yeah, no. year. No, I'm I, just saying. I'm just I, I'm giving I'm giving I, my no, I agree with you. I'm just saying it's more muted. Wait a minute. And I Adam, guess I, agree, I guess I the agree, difference I is for Max and I, we had fun either way. Like whether they won or lost, like the last few years, we'd go hang out, we'd see the game. Like for me, it was nice to go to like my one game a year, see you guys, see the uh, the the tailgate, see Danny, hang out, say hi to everyone. And like, if they won and it was a fun game, that that's cool. Obviously, if not, then like I still had fun. Whereas you, you have a kind of a visceral reaction to the one to the win loss record. Wait, Adam, you're saying that this season is more fun than last season? Uh, from a actual like on Saturday watching the games, yes. I'm not saying the whole co- like, uh, like they're two they're two different things. Like let, let, last year can never be topped in the craziness we experienced. Like you you can't 
get that moment ever again. But all I'm saying is with how bad this year has been overall for everything, we didn't get to see Rutgers basketball in the NCAA tournament. We had a very shitty long summer where things really didn't get better and as good or as good as we expected. And then we jumped right into a fall and now winter that is getting even shittier. At least we have some fun, even if it's just for a few hours on Saturday. And then we remember how miserable sometimes we are i was expecting for the most part it to be constant 24 7 misery i'll take the four hours of interest that we're getting right now that's all i'm saying which is awesome and that's a huge huge win that's i'm it. not dis- that's it i'm not disputing that i'm just saying that like in the context of everything yeah, i can't say no, that this, this season, is an that argument this, I'm just, we're se- all giving our perspective in terms of like kind of the obsessed crazy psycho the like kind of invested, always been kind of keeping an eye on the team and like the fringe alumni person. It's kind of nice to see everybody's perspective oh, on it. I'm just saying that like, I can't see any way that this season's more fun than like any other season in the history of Rutgers football for me. Like, like I, I understand that they're playing better and Greg Schiano's back and we're all excited, but this sucks, man. Like the, the yeah, whole experience is we can't, is going to the games and tailgating and, and being in there and, 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 and all of that. It's not like just plopping down on your couch on a Saturday, like college sports for all the shit we give college sports, college sports does, do a lot, you know, there, it, there's good things like it, there, it's a communal experience with a common thing that everyone has, uh, that everyone loves, everyone loves Rutgers. Uh, and it's like it's not there, and I can't like pretend that it is. Like, there's no this season is not as fun as last season or any other season in the history of Rutgers football. No fucking way, yeah. No way. I mean, I would say, like, to me, college sports is an immersive experience, and so it's not as much fun when you can't immerse yourself in it, the experience. Whereas like to me, professional sports can kind of still be enjoyed because it's more like, uh, it's more of like a philosophical thing. It's more of like an entertainment from a distance. Cause you never quite, I think have that same attachment to the professional sports, but to me, college sports, where if you can't like kind of have a, a, a tangible perspective to it, uh, have, have be there to like, see your friends to like, relive your college experience every Saturday in some way. It's just not the same, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. And it isn't. I think we're different. Like I have a, a still have a text group with about 10 Rutgers buddies that the text chain is more active than it's ever been. All right, Adam, you're on, more popular. Is that what you want to hear? That's, that's what that? you're more popular than we are. You have more friends. No, 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 that's no. what you want. No, it's fine. <laughs> well, you want to show no, all fine. your friends. Go for it. I did. I shout well, out look at to me. I'm Adam. I have shout out to look the, how uh, many friends I have. I was the in a quarantine boy text group. It's it's a it's a great text group. All my point is, do you really is, want was more going friends to say, who pay attention to Rutgers sports? I have enough of those. I don't need any more. Uh, all all I was going to say is that usually at big time colleges, like you guys aren't that important because there's a hundred thousand maniacs like me. Rutgers, remember that base is so small. I could I'm just that that small base is definitely enjoying this year regardless of not being able to go to games, regardless of not being able to tailgate and missing all the things that actually make college football enjoyable and forget about all the bad shit that comes with college football. That small section, all they want this weekend is to fucking beat Penn State. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I forgot to get this earlier. Should I get to my? I got my Greg Schiano montage for the week. Should I get to that? I should have gotten to oh, it. Earlier. Yeah, I yeah. Meant, oh yeah, I meant to get damn, to it. We should have done that earlier. Then I forgot. But let's let's get to it now. That's a sixty-minute team chop. They are a very talented team. I feel very confident that we have multiple quarterbacks. 
And I've told the guys, there's nothing guaranteed this entire year. And really, in life, there's nothing guaranteed, period. Got a chance to get out last night and did some really good work. He had a baby last night. He, well, obviously, he didn't. His wife had a baby last night. I hate to be the, the doomsdayer up here. We knew that it was going to be hard. I think it's huge. I do think that our guys are really trying to do what we're asking them to do. There's some things I think I know, and there's some things I know I know. We're going to handle the quarterback reps however it best sets up for us to have a chance to win the game. You had the voice talking over it. We have to, we have to figure out how we can perform better. I don't know. I can't remember. It'll be a big challenge. Good to have it at home and uh, looking forward to it. We're going to really keep working at it. Coco, Coco made the big play. Every game's critical. He chopped his job. It's a Big Ten game and we have an opportunity to win it. Well, now I know I know. I think it's huge. So many good opportunities for some boings, by the way. And that, that, uh, I think it's huge. I think it's huge. I don't have the other one cut out. (laughs) Yeah. He had a baby last night. Well, obviously, he didn't. His wife had a baby last night. I thought that was a good one, too. Um, yeah. He actually, you know what? You know what? I'll say this about Greg Schiano's press conference this week. It was, there was some gibberish in there. But there was also a lot of not gibberish. There was some good, insightful stuff. The last, the last one with the magicians and everything. There was a lot of nonsense in that one. But this week's, uh, obviously, we didn't do one for the Michigan game because we didn't have we didn't have an episode. But this week's uh, was a lot more interesting. Uh, you know, he, he was he was very interesting on a couple of topics. But uh, yeah, some of the nonsense in there. Oh man, I like it. He seems different. He seems fun. He does seem I, different, and I'm sure it's because things are going well. So uh, you know, when when the struggle comes. Sure. By the way, I do think earlier on we played the stupid game before the season started, uh, regardless of the pandemic. Of is it better for Rutgers to not play a season this year? Would it help <laughs> Greg? Like, we're that was well, we assumed they, they were going to be terrible, right? Right. So, I'm saying everything they've surpassed every basic bottom, you know, thought that we had about them because we oh, the, set the bar so low that phone you heard going off during the montage actually went off during the press conference that was not on our end that was an actual phone well i assume it's because of zoom like they're connected through zoom yeah whatever so it was zoom i just, I, I just wanted to throw that was not i mean we're, we're unprofessional enough as it is that was not unprofessional behavior that was also an iphone ding mike and i would never be caught dead with an iphone and adam never, would be never. smart smart enough uh to mute his phone so that was not us that was in the the press conference gotcha well didn't i somebody maybe it was uh, brian didn't he tweet that somebody's tinder went off during the shiano was richie conference? yeah last week some a, tin, a tinder notification went off a classic who done it uh we, we couldn't figure out who, who was. on the ruckers beat is on tinder so yeah i, I was thinking like it's either someone, and there aren't a lot of single people on there. It's, it's either someone who's single or who's a cheating bastard. Well, who, why do, I was going to say, why do you assume they're single? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, it, well, let's 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 give the, the Rutgers media sphere, you know, some, some credit. They're, they're loyal. They're all loyal guys. Tinder, if you want to be the official dating app of the RU Screw podcast, come at us. Swipe <laughs> right on us. It's my line. Is it swipe right? I've never used Tinder before. Is it swipe right, swipe left? Yeah, yeah, swipe right, yeah. Okay. I don't do it often, but I, usually I swipe left. I have high standards, but yeah, you, you swipe right. Um, all right. So what else do we have on uh, on our list to get to? Uh, uh, oh, the running back for Purdue. I was thinking, like, as I was watching, I'm like, I'm not, 
I'm not doing the thing where he I, he reminds me of Brian Leonard because he's white, right? Like I, like I, I'm watching him and he like he's got the big he's got like the shoulder pads that look like they're too big. Remember Brian Leonard had like the giant fucking shoulder pads, and the the running back for Purdue had the same ones. He's the same size as Brian Leonard. He's jumping over people. He's like catching the ball out of the backfield exactly like Brian Leonard. And it's like I'm not only thinking this because he's a white running back, right? And I thought he was a lot like Brian Leonard. The guy reminded me a lot of Brian Leonard. Um, I don't know if that washed over anyone else. Uh, anything else from the football game? The targeting call it was the right call on the Purdue guy. Uh, if you lower your head, you're going to get called for that every time. Uh, Greg Shiano, just wear the damn mask. Uh, oh, uh, Dave White brought up a good point uh, on Twitter, our, uh, our frenemy, frenemy of the podcast. So there was that video. I, I played the sound earlier uh, of Greg Shiano in the locker room and – there's this video of Greg Shiano in the locker room doing, like, the chop in front of his team. And Dave asked, is that what Greg Shiano does at weddings? How do you think Greg Shiano acts at a wedding? Like, is he is he social? Is he, is he cutting it up on the dance floor? Like, how is Greg Shiano acting at a wedding? Adam would be the go-to guy on this, but Adam is currently moving his computer. Uh, he's like walking into a dungeon of some sort, and I can see that his mic is muted. So thank you for ruining this segment. But uh, Shiano, in my view, is not getting on the dance floor. Okay, first off here, why can't Mike just answer a question? Like all he has to do is look at the screen and see like that I'm moving. I have my mute button on. Like oh, like he can participate. It's fair. He can participate. I mean, but point. you're the wedding expert. <laughs> If there were a question about like how would Greg Shiano, right, so how many hot dogs would Greg Shiano eat, I would answer that question. Oh, so okay, all right. <laughs> how many hot dogs do you think Greg Shiano could eat, Mike? I think three and a half. Pull That's question. It? I think one. He goes. He's like he's still hungry. Two. He's like hungry. Three. He's finally getting there, and then he's kind of just like asking himself, "Do I go for a fourth? It depends if he's on a recruiting dinner. If he's on a recruiting dinner, obviously you go for the fourth. You don't want to be rude. What kind of recruiting um, dinner has hot dogs? Hmm. Do recruiting dinners have hot dogs? You go into someone's home, they make you dinner. <laughs> I don't th- okay, I don't think if Greg Shiano, if someone's having Greg Shiano in their home, they're not like, hey, mom, hey, dad, can you cook up some hot dogs for the Rutgers football coach? You of all people who has, like, is a no pretense type of person who does not sit on airs, it says that you can't have hot dogs when people come over? I just feel like if the if the head coach, you're trying to get a scholarship, you're trying to like you're selling the well, yourself. he's recruiting you, but you're but also like you're trying to sell yourself to him too, right? Like Greg Schiano could walk out of them and be like, "Fuck this guy, they serve me hot dogs." Okay, well, let's. I mean, listen, if you win the Masters, right, and you get to you get to um, you're the guy who picks the menu for that Masters dinner the next year. Are you going like something fancy? No, I'd probably go with something simple: fried chicken, burgers. Maybe I throw hot dogs in there. It's the same thing. How do I how do I want to phrase this poll? When a coach goes on a recruiting visit, do the do the do they ever serve him hot dog? An in home visit, are they ever served hot dogs? Would you serve a head head coach hot dogs on an in home visit? Where <laughs> okay, if you were a recruit, would you ever serve hot dogs to a coach on an in home visit? Because I don't think so, right? Like, who, who's going to do that? Who, like, Nobody. we've got the, we've got the head coach of Rutgers coming over. We got a head coach in the Big Ten. Fire up some, you know, fire up the Hebrew what National they, what hot dogs. Gourmet hot dogs. I, I don't think so, man. Would you? Okay, Mike. Would you? What would you serve? Greg Schiano's coming to your house. You are. Uh, what would you be? You're a punter, and Greg Schiano is trying to recruit. Obviously, you're not a football player. You're too soft for that. But you're you're a punter, 
And Greg Shiano is recruiting. I'm just happy you didn't call me an offensive lineman. <laughs> and Greg Shiano, I mean, you're not tough enough for that. Greg Shiano is recruiting you. What are you serving Greg Shiano when he comes into your home? I would probably try to cook something. So I would make like lamb chops, something that's kind of relatively easy to make, but it's got to be meat. Um, I, I mean, I would say I would make him pizza because that's like my go-to. That's what I'm best at cooking. But I think that's. I don't know that, you know, I don't know. I would probably go lamb chops. I would make lamb chops, a salad. Um, so not hot dogs is what you're trying to say. No, I didn't say I would serve them hot dogs, but I'm saying I could see hot dogs being served on a recruiting visit. I really don't think so. I think what you're doing here is you're imposing your values on other people and you're diminishing hot dogs as a food of the poor, of the needy, and of the not like, I don't know, fun uh fancy types <laughs> i don't think there's a lot of people out there just eating hot dogs for dinner like i like like I'm not, i don't think it's a classist thing i just think it's like uh i just don't think that's what you do on a fan like, let me you, ask you, you so let me ask you something max let me ask you something is july 4th a national holiday <laughs> sure yes right what do we celebrate on july 4th um independence from england the birth of America. So what do we serve and eat to celebrate America every year? Various barbecue hot items. Hot dogs. So hot dogs are the hallmark we of July 4th. Hot dogs for America. But you're saying we can't give Greg Schiano hot dogs if he comes over to visit? Hot dogs for America sounds like the worst charity drive I've ever heard of <laughs> in my life. Hot dogs for America is the name <laughs> of my super pack. Donate money to hot dogs for... I'm going to look up his hot dogs for America thing. Because that would it, it would be great if it was. It's not. There is no such thing as hot. We should uh. start a charity called Hot Dogs for America. <laughs> Damn it, Carson Wentz. Yeah, that uh, touchdown pass to Dallas Goddard. Worst, uh, one right. of the worst spikes Spe I've ever seen in my life, by the way. It was a terrible spike by Goddard. Speaking of uh, NFL players, uh, can we get yeah. to, to Max talking about how he'd much rather watch Patrick Mahomes than anything oh, from Rutgers basketball? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I tried to watch the Rutgers Hoster game yesterday. I really did. So normally what I do for NFL Sundays is I'll watch Red Zone from 1 to 4. And then depending on if the, the, the 425 game is good, I'll just watch that. And yesterday I was planning on watching the the Red Zone channel and then turning over to the Rutgers Hofstra game whenever it was over, like whenever the, the, the one to four o'clock window was was over. And I was like, all right, Chiefs Bucks is on and I'll watch I'll watch the second half of that. And every time I flipped over to Rutgers Hofstra and tried to watch a possession or two, I'm like, Patrick Mahomes is playing football on another channel. And I'm sorry. And I hope this is fair. If Rutgers wants me to turn off Patrick Mahomes playing football, you're going to have to do better than Hofstra. Is that fair? Yes. You think that's fair? Totally fair. It's fair. I don't – I mean, I, I get you. The, the, these first three games were very, very tough to to truly get into after – you know, and I'm very excited for this season. They're a fun team to watch. But now with football still being interesting, that was the only way I was truly going to dive headfirst into the, this first part of the season, basketball-wise, as if football was just a total disaster. But it's not. So the season starts December 8th right now when they play Syracuse. I mean, we've Supposed gone over that before. Well, I mean, unless they schedule a game against, like, Rutgers-Nork before then. Which is possible. 
We'll talk. We'll ask Brian about that. Oh no! Damn it! I made that joke while we were talking to Brian, so now I'm going to make it twice. Gotcha. Yeah, it's bad. But yeah, so I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't blame you though. I don't. I mean, but though I did get again. I watched the Friday game. I watched the Fairleigh Dickinson game. Sorry to bring up my friends again, Mike, but I've gotten more uh, chatter in that group than ever about people knowing Rutgers basketball. Like the first game was not on Big Ten Network, and everybody was freaking out. They're like, "Where can I watch the Rutgers basketball game?" I've against noticed Sacred Heart. I'm like, guys, it's against Sacred Heart. You really are going to watch this, Adam? How many friends you got? Oh, I mean, a fair amount by like adult standards. I think. Give me a number. Well, this group, this group chat has, I, th- I think, there's nine or ten of us in there. That's too many people. Okay, so you got nine. Team. How many more? Do the uh, math. I mean, I, I consider you guys friends. Yeah. Okay, that's a that wasn't a complete no, so that kind of counts. It does. Um, it so does 11. seem like when Adam talks about his friends, is Danny your friend? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny, Danny's my friend. When Adam talks about his his friends who ask him about Rutgers stuff, it always seems to be basic questions that they could like Google. Like like it's like it's like Rutgers or Adam is like the Google where it's like where where can I find this channel? I don't know. Google it. Like why is why yeah. is Adam the czar of like knowing everything about Rutgers? Like it, not just basic information. Adam, if Ad- Adam, if Adam's friends are listening, sometimes you can just Google stuff. Though you know? I think Cheddar Bob is the only one that listens out of all my friends to the podcast. Adam, do you, so. have, do you want to say like, do you have like 15 friends or more? <laughs> uh, I'd say it's probably close to that. It's right around that number now. It used to be way more in like in college and a little bit after college, but it, it keeps dwindling on down. People can only take so much of me, I think. So, so let's say 16. Max, make that a poll question. Do you have at least sixteen friends? That seems sad. I feel like I feel like I feel like people who are gonna say I mean sixteen I guess is a high number. How about just, I a, how have just, just a poll question? Are you friends with Adam? Yes or no? <laughs> Make do that you, a second you, question. You, we'll, you, we'll ask two poll questions. How many do you have sixteen friends? Does Adam have sixteen friends? Does Adam have no, sixteen? No, no, no. Do you? Do you no, have sixteen friends? You. You're asking everybody. I got you. Do you have sixteen? I was just making friends. it about me. And then are you friends with Adam? I mean I have like four friends, something like that. You know why I'm excited for eventually to get into real basketball season? Because I like Mike's breakdown of basketball. I do. I think I think Max and Mike come basketball season. I don't have to talk that much. I don't know as much about the intricacies of basketball, and I'm not as as much of a lunatic as Danny is when it comes to basketball. Oh, I get to kind of kick back and relax. No, that's a compliment to Danny. He knows he's a total. Oh, I know, but we, we, that that reminds me, we have something to get to. Do we want to get to this? After Brian or before? Yeah, let's Brian. get to this after Brian because okay. it continues some basketball. Some basketball talk. Uh, we've probably talked enough basketball. We probably should just get to Brian at this point. Yep. Okay. So yeah, we said we were going to have Brian Fonseca on. Uh, first time he's joined us on the RU Screw podcast. So enjoy our interview with uh, with Brian right now. All right, as we promised, Brian joins us uh, right now here. And uh, Brian, we appreciate you giving us the time. This is a long time in the making uh, to finally have you on. We've given love to all the other NJ Advanced Media guys. And so this is your turn to suffer with us. We figured it would be best to talk Rutgers basketball with you since you've been doing a a great job to to start the season coverage-wise. Let's start where Twitter talk was today. With everything going on with the seat hall, are they playing? Are they not? Are they scared? Is are we going to see Rutgers play a game before December eighth when the season officially starts in our eyes when they're supposed to play Syracuse? Well, first of all, I want to say I'm honored to be on this podcast. It's a long time listener. 
Uh, it's been a dream of mine. Uh, like you said, you had Cratch, you've had uh, Sarge, you've had Police, so I'm glad to uh, finally complete that bunch. You need um, better dreams, Brian. I would be surprised. Uh, what what am I? I said you what need better that? You need better dreams if it's been a dream of yours <laughs> to come on our podcast. <laughs> this is like top of my bucket list, so I'm happy to, to achieve it. I, would I, think be it's a, I think it's representative of kind of the uh, generational uh, changes over time. You know, in the 50s and 60s, you dreamed of owning a house, a car, a nuclear family. Uh, millennials nowadays, because of economic uh, forces over time, can't have any of those things. So they just want to be on crappy Rutgers sports podcasts. <laughs> I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, but uh, <laughs> social commentary aside, uh, I, I that's all I'm here for. Hey, man. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brian. I I apologize for cutting you off. Fucking hell, Mike. Shut up. I'll continue on with my boomer hate later. Shut up. Shut up. It's fine. I'm talking over you guys. It's fine. No worries. Um, I would be surprised if they didn't play a game. It seems like they're pretty set on finding somebody to play. Who they're going to play is a bigger question because it's it's a complete mess. Like They're talking to a bunch of teams, and a bunch of teams have schedule openings that close within hours. Like I've heard a bunch of names that could have been happening that that didn't uh they had three separate opponents potentially scheduled for this wednesday over the last month or so that have uh been canceled for one reason or another so uh it's really confusing to find somebody to actually set a game but it seems like uh they're pretty determined to find one i would be surprised if they didn't play before syracuse so brian how weird is it being at the rack i I think you tweeted about it being at the rack with nobody there a bunch of cardboard fans. They don't even. They don't have the lower seats out. Like it's got to be super weird. It's super weird. Yeah, I wrote about it, and it's like as soon as I walked in. Well, before I even got there, like the drive over there, I was worried the whole time. I checked my phone, and like I get a text or something that the game got canceled, and I'd have to pull over on the turnpike and draw and write about it and turn around. It was that was weird. And then getting there, I walk in, and the first thing I see is this giant plexiglass thing where I pick up my uh, credential, and then I walk into the press press box and it's plexiglass everywhere i'm watching the game like i'm, I'm, I'm in prison like making a prison visit and then uh, the scorers table has plexiglass the bleachers are behind the bench and then those cardboard cutouts like, like ron ron harper said ron harper jr said the right thing like they're weird man like the dead eyes just like staring straight it's just so weird uh, it was silent there was this weird crowd noise in the first game they thankfully got rid of it in the last two games but it was like this weird beep like hum just and it wasn't even loud enough to hear on the court it was just like i thought i had tinnitus it was just so uncomfortable it, it was like i've been to many games I, I wrote this i've been i've been covering this team since eddie jordan's last year and i saw some really really bad games then but that was like just by far the strangest experience i've ever had at a record sporting event now i had the idea that all of the cardboard cutouts would be of our friend Danny Breslauer from the Scarlet Spotlight podcast. Would it be weirder or less weird if they were all of the same person? I think it would just like complete the the aesthetic, right? It just would fit perfectly. I, I would honestly be laughing the whole time. That would be so funny to just imagine. And hopefully they'd be like different Dannys, like not just one look, but just a bunch of different, uh, like you got one frame of the GIF and you got a bunch of him like on the broadcast or something, just mix them up. <laughs> All right, so have we learned or what have we learned to this point since the three of us have not paid a ton of attention to these first three games based on who they've played and everything else going on right now in Rutgers sports? What are the big takeaways from the fact where we're at right now with them being 3-0 and and still ranked 24th in the country? Sure. I'm going to write about this. It's going to be up tomorrow, so you guys are getting a sneak preview Ooh. of it. Um, 
they're good. I mean, that's like the biggest takeaway. They're pretty damn good. Like, there's not much drop off from last year. And again, you mentioned it. Like, they played pretty bad teams. So you take everything with a grain of salt. They look good. Uh, they're scoring pretty well, aside from uh, on Sunday against Hofstra. They're really good at running the break. Jacob Young, Montez Mathis, Ron Harper, Paul Mulcahy are all really good at uh, pushing the ball and running the break. I don't know the stat. I don't have the stats in front of me, but they have some crazy, like, uh, fast break point advantage over opponents. Um, the center position is really good. Miles Johnson is playing as well as he did last year, and Cliff O'Murray had a really good first game, slowed down a little bit, and has some stuff he has to get over, but really impressive from him. Um, yeah, I think uh, one thing that fans are complaining about, that they always complain about, is that the free throw shooting is bad. Just get used to it. Like it, 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 That's just what it is. That's just who they are. They're a bad free throw shooting team. They lost their two best free throw shooter, free throw shooters from last year. Their third best free throw shooter is injured. Like they're just bad free throw shooting team. Like just the, the the sooner you accept that, the sooner you'll like stop being mad at your TV every time they miss one out of every two. Like it's it, it is what it is. Brian, one of the well, issues is that. Be- Go ahead. I was gonna. Can I, I mean, isn't that just a symptom of having bad shooters? Like, isn't that what you would expect when you don't have a team? I mean, the only good shooter on the team is probably Ron Harper Jr. Right? I would say. Ron, Gio. Um, I don't think Gio Baker is a good shooter. I think the numbers would disagree with that statement. He's That's a clutch shooter. He's just not like necessarily a consistent good shooter. That's fair. He's the clutchest shooter that I've seen at Rutgers, and it seems like every time he had a big shot to make, he did make it. But I do agree. Like For every end of Northwestern, there was the beginning of Northwestern where he went like one first, first 10, but you forget about it because he hits all the clutch shots. That's a fair point. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, Brad, I was going to ask, I, I mean, you mentioned kind of their success and transition, and I admittedly have not watched much of these first three games. Sure. Um, so these are just numbers, but is there something to worry about that through three games against, as you said, pretty bad teams, um, according to Synergy, at least they're, they're in the 47th percentile in half court offense. Uh, I would think that's kind of worrisome when you play real basketball teams. I would agree. And I don't think their half court offense is much better than last year. Um, I, I don't have access to those numbers. I'm going to have to try to figure that out. But no, I, I think I, I agree. Their, their best offense was on Sunday when Jacob Young, Montez Mathis are able to have some dribble penetration, uh, kick out to the perimeter. Uh, but they don't have any real, aside from Ron Harper, who like arguably Rutgers' best offensive play is give the ball to Ron Harper and just let him go to work and do something. I agree. Their half-court offense is very, it's not, it's not good. Is very bad, as Vlad would say. <laughs> so, Brian, like one of the things I was kind of worried about going into the year was depth. And last year, kind of the hallmark of that team was they had 10 players who they played a lot of minutes. You know, maybe Shaq Carter didn't play a ton of minutes, but really nine guys who would all play 15, 16 minutes plus. And this year, without McConnell, when Yaboa graduates, without Carter, you've got a lot of freshmen and a lot of young guys. Do you think as the season goes on, we're going to see kind of a different minutes distribution than we saw last year. We'll, we'll see maybe more guys getting into the low 30s, mid 30s in minutes, just because this team, while maybe the high end of the way this team can play this season is higher than last year, I think the low end is lower because they're simply not as deep. So do you think that they're going to kind of tighten the rotation much more than they did last season? Probably. I think, like you mentioned, it's kind of just math, right? They have less players that can contribute those kinds of minutes. Um, they'll, they'll ha- they're deep at guard, but like forward, Ron Harper is going to average at least 30 minutes a game because 
behind him is Moat Mag, who looked kind of impressive a couple of times over the weekend, but he's a freshman who's still learning and he still has some gaps in his game. So he's not going to play more than probably 10, 12 minutes a night. So Ron Harper is going to carry most of those forward minutes. Um, they don't have Yoboa anymore and they haven't really been able to replace him. Um, no, I definitely agree. I think the rotation will probably be seven, eight deep, something like that. I think last year they went nine deep or 10 deep. I'd probably guess eight deep is the, the number. Yeah. In In terms of, kind of where they stand right now this season in, in terms of, I mean, have you watched much Big Ten basketball elsewhere? I know, again, we've got football season going on right now, but could you kind of maybe in your view sum up maybe where they actually stand compared to some of the better teams in the Big Ten? Sure. I admittedly have not watched uh, much since, I mean, yeah, So make, make it up. That's what we do here. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Illinois is really good, like really, really good. I they're bringing back all their best players from last, well, most of their best players from last year. They're two best players from last year. Uh, they're bringing a great freshman class. I think they're like easily going to win the Big Ten. Um, Iowa is overrated. They score a ton, but their defense is awful. Like Rutgers is going to put ninety points up on Iowa at both times. They're terrible defensively. Um, Wisconsin's good because they're all old. They bring back pretty much the same team, and they're all seniors. Uh, but I do think, other than that, Rutgers is like right up there with. Michigan State, maybe a little bit worse than Michigan State. I think Rutgers could, by the end of the season, be fighting for a top-four seed in the league. Um, but, again, it's early days. I have not really watched much. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. Things could change. And, like, someone could get COVID, and who, like, who knows? I, I am not predicting anything because things change so fast now with this stuff. So, um, yeah. Uh, is somebody the- fiddling with a candy wrapper? I'm hearing a candy wrapper, too. I was sound. looking down at Mike's screen first as a potential. <laughs> that, that's, that's what I did, too. I hear, like, the crinkling of a candy wrapper. Don't play it me. Might, I'm just watching Jalen Hurts play quarterback. It might be <laughs> swerving in my chair. Let me, let me, uh, let me sit still for a second. It's not now. <laughs> A really, really important question here. Is there? By the way, be... Adam, Adam, just to clarify, what? you meant that as an insult to me being a poor professional in recording this podcast. Max meant that as a fat joke. Yeah. Yes, no, 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 no. I didn't mean it as a fat joke. I meant it as an unprofessional. I didn't. Sure. I didn't. Sure. Uh, speaking of unprofessional, uh, Brian, is anybody going to teach Steve Peichel how to wear a fucking mask right? <laughs> hey, man, that's... I don't, I don't tell you. I mean, he's not the only coach in the country doing that stuff. I think it's just, I think it'd be weird if he did wear a mask all the time. It's just, um, he, he mentioned on a podcast today that players can't hear him when he has his mask on. So he's going to try like some hand signals now to communicate. So maybe that'll help. I don't know. He's not oh, wearing it anyway. Great. Like what's the difference? Like what I saw a coach that had like a shield. Like remember that Andy Reed had like the face shield. They kept fogging oh, up right. and yeah. then he got it improved. Yeah. Maybe he can get one of those face shields. Like, yeah, I don't know. The, the, the whole mask <laughs> thing just feels, it, it feels weird because like, they're all getting tested before the game and nobody's taking this mask thing seriously. You guys have been patrolling that pretty well on Twitter. Like no, none of these coaches are like a hundred percent wearing a mask all the time. I guess it's better than not wearing one at all, but I don't know. Half the time it, it's just like, what's the point? It's just been so weird since the beginning, since sports came back. Right. Like I, like I remember the first time I noticed it, it was in the NBA bubble when Mike D'Antoni was wearing a mask and then he would just take it off to yell at the ref and then he put it back out. I'm like, well, what are we doing here? And then some of the players are wearing them on the bench and some of them aren't like, what is like, what are we doing? Like either wear the masks or don't. And I'm like, you know what? These coaches, they they can wear the masks. That's the rule. Just wear the masks. That's it. It's not that hard. I don't know. It's just, it's just that if something goes wrong, right? It's that this whole COVID thing is just stacking probabilities, 
right? You're probably they're, they're probably not going to give COVID from their to their players or whoever from not wearing a mask in that one moment. But maybe not. So it's just like just wear the mask. <laughs> I don't know. Man. I saw a woman at the supermarket the other day. Um, she took her mask off in the middle of the supermarket because she had to make a phone call. <laughs> Isn't that just what, like Steve Peichel is doing? Sure, I think it's a fair comparison. Yeah. Right, but know. Steve is making a more important phone call, Mike, that we care about versus the ordinary person. So you know what? That's fine. Anyway, I want to move on because uh, – Well, can I ask just real quick? Is there any kind of sure. like penalty? I don't – because in the NBA no. – I mean, the NFL has kind of taken it pretty seriously, actually. Like they're docking uh, draft picks and fines. Uh, I mean, I know the NCAA won't regulate this because it's important, so that's not their – No, that's not way. why. You answered your question. There's just nobody in charge. Nobody right. can actually do that. Well, it's funny. Like they had that really cool celebration in the locker room for the football team after the, the Purdue win, and Shiano is doing the chop and everything. And then like I saw that like right after I saw a tweet about how the Saints were getting fined for some locker room celebration. And I'm like – and they, I think they lost a seventh-round pick for this yeah. locker room celebration. And I'm like, Rutgers just did a celebration that in the NFL they're punishing by losing a seventh-round pick, but in college they're not going to do it. And it's like they have all these rules. Like the Big Ten has all these rules, but no one's no one's enforcing them. I have no idea what's going on. Let's move on to something else. Yeah, Ryan. Vince pick. I want Vince – I just – before we finish – because did we get a, a, we got enough basketball. There's not that much, but the season doesn't start till December 8th. We may get a game before then, as, as Brian said um, – I mean, wait, wait, let's ask him what, cause he's on, what's up with the scene hall game? What's going yeah, on? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. What, what do we got there? I don't know. It's, it's an entire mess. I mean, I'm sure you guys have kind of kept up with what's going on, but I don't know. It's, it's, I'd give it like a 15% chance of happening. I, it just, it doesn't seem like scene hall is very interested in making it happen because if they wanted to make it happen at some point, they could have, there's just been like, I don't know. I, I don't know. The, the idea that, that uh, like I've seen some people talk about, Rutgers scheduled, I think uh, Max kind of alluded to it on Twitter, like Max, uh, Rutgers has been having very weak schedules for the past three years or whatever, so Rutgers doesn't want to play hard schedule. Rutgers, like, it's not, you're not wrong, because Rutgers has had very weak non-conference schedules for the last three years, but they tried to schedule good teams this year, just they've all fell through. Like, they had Baylor before COVID hit, and then this Wednesday, they were supposed to play Wagner, that fell through. Oh, Wagner's not Jordan good. Well, Wagner's up, not good. Sun, that fell through. And then they tried to get Gonzaga when Tennessee pulled out of that game. And then West Virginia took that spot because Bob Huggins, he's, he told the media, the local media this, Bob Huggins called ESPN and he was like, hey, man, can we play West? Can we play Gonzaga? And ESPN's like, yeah, sure, man. You, you can have that game. It's all you. Um, so Rutgers is trying. They just Here, haven't been able to get that you know, big game. Here's my only point with that. All of these teams seem to be, have no problem scheduling anyone. Like have to like everyone is playing somebody. UConn's playing this team, and then and then like three days like they're they're scheduling games against teams within like forty eight hours, and the game is played. And I, I just I'm just skeptical until Rutgers actually schedules one of these games. They're gonna play Rutgers Newark on Friday. Like that that's that's where I that's where I feel like this is going. That's what I think. That's where I think uh, I think it's going there. I don't know, man. I don't know, but I, to. The other point, too, like the, the other narrative in this is that Seton Hall is like ducking Rutgers. And then anytime someone on Rutgers side says that, Seton Hall fans like jump all over them on Twitter and is like, we're playing all these tough games and we've been playing tough games for five years. And it's all just like, uh, uh, it's all a pissing contest of like, who wants to play? The, I don't know. It's at this point, it's just gotten so dramatic. I either just want somebody to schedule the game or not. The, the, the good question, the question is like, 
is this going to affect the future? Are is this going to like ruin the 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 relationship between the schools? Is Rutgers just going to say screw this? I don't want to play you guys anymore. Or, or is Pykele really going to like he told Politi that he looks forward to playing them at the rack next year? Is he really going to stay firm in like we're staying to the terms of the contract? Or is he going to give some leeway? Like how ugly is this going to turn? Is my question. I, I really don't know the answer to that. So we'll we'll obviously see what happens and whether or not they they get a game in before Syracuse. Uh, before we let you go, obviously we got Rutgers Penn State this weekend. Uh, most importantly, we like to have fun gambling on this podcast. Uh, you've taken a very big fun gambling stance on Twitter. Um, so you do Vin's pick every week. I need to know this week. Um, can you can you give us a little bit of a preview? How many bills is Vin potentially dropping on either Rutgers or Penn State? What's going on there? Vin drops three bills every week without without fail. Uh, I when the line came out, I was like really surprised. I thought Penn State would be favored by three. I was surprised they'd be favored by two scores. Um, I will. Uh, Vin never takes, uh, rarely takes money line. He usually only picks score. Vin will take Rutgers this week. He's gonna ride Rutgers. They're the hot hand. He's gonna ride them for the rest of the season probably. Um, maybe sprinkle a little bit on the money line. I'm gonna have to think about that, but. Uh, I'm not as convinced Rutgers is going to be Penn State as some, uh, but I do think they have a chance. So, um, yeah, Vin, Vin will take Rutgers this week. All right. Cool. I like it. Well, uh, Brian, uh, we appreciate you giving us some time. Thank you for finally joining us on the Are You Screw podcast, and uh, we'll check in with you along the way. We uh, look forward to uh, to reading the article uh, tomorrow while we're taping Monday, which is today maybe for some that are listening or past or whatever. Check it out. Check out Brian's work. All right, man, thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for out, Brian. Man facilities all right so we're that we're back uh, you got your gambling advice we'll get to ours later on at the end here we do have to pick rutgers and penn state uh, but we talked plenty of football early on since uh, we talked a lot of, of basketball with brian and right before we got to him we wanted to kind of continue the theme max how do you want us how do you want to set this up right now what we're about to do okay so um three times in the history of the podcast three times we have tried something called role play Okay, I want to just summarize what we have done to this point. The first thing we did was Chris Ash versus Kyle Flood. I think it was like episode six or seven, way back two years ago. It was one of the Classic. funniest segments we've ever had, and it was—I think it was like the first funny thing we, or good, first good thing we did on the podcast was Chris Ash versus Kyle Flood. Who sucks more? I played Chris Ash. Adam played Kyle Flood. We went back and forth. It was great. The second one—I don't know if you guys remember this. We tried it again the next week. Uh, I believe I was Greg Schiano, Adam was Pat Hobbs, and we were, uh, this was 2018, Adam was like Pat Hobbs asking Greg Schiano if he wanted to come back. It was so terrible that we didn't we didn't put it on the podcast. Yeah, now, it was really bad. There have not been that many things we've ever done that were so bad that we didn't put them on the podcast. That was one of them. The third one, and this is a personal favorite of mine, uh, because it was, it was very bad, but it was also very good. It was I was a Rutgers basketball potential ticket buyer, and Mike was a customer service rep, and he was, <laughs> was terrible. was so bad. It was so bad, but it was so good. All right, so this is the fourth time we're going to try it, and you're asking, where is this going? What's this role play going to be? We get a text from Danny Breslauer on Sunday afternoon about how the Big Ten network is out. Now, this is hours before Rutgers' big matchup with Hofstra. Danny called... Uh, whatever the cable company is, Giant. Spectrum. Okay, well, I was just gonna make the joke. Giant cable company in New York. That you know, probably. Yeah, can we bleep that? By the way, that is probably terrible, and you know, uh, is bad, and is they're all terrible. Uh, so Danny 
called uh, them, and I guess they got it sorted out, but we wanted to imagine what this call was like between Danny and this, uh, this poor, poor person at Giant Cable Company X who had to receive the wrath of Danny for not having uh, the Big Ten Network. Okay, so I'm going to play the role of Danny Breslauer, and Adam yeah. is going to play the role of customer service rep. From okay. we're, we're, this is real. So we we have the audio <laughs> that we're going to play. Uh, it would just sort of be clear. This is he he Danny has spectrum. It's I want to be factually correct and let people know. So it is important okay. that he he called he called Spectrum, which is fine. It's fine. Spectrum after this, they're not going to sponsor us anyway. <laughs> so we can give them the free publicity. This is the one you do not have to. You don't have to be. All right. So is there okay. anything else you want to add before we get to this? Uh, no, I think oh, I'm so worried. Mike is going to laugh throughout the entire thing, but okay. That's fine. I'll mute it. I'll mute myself. I'll mute myself. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I like the, I like the reaction that you give sometimes. All right. Okay. Hello. This is Larry from customer service for Spectrum. How may I help you? Uh, hello. Uh, my name is Daniel. I am a customer. And I was very distressed by something that uh, I noticed on my uh, Spectrum cable box. The Big Ten Network, uh, known colloquially as BTN, is out. And uh, I don't, I mean, I, I assume you know, there's a big Rutgers men's basketball game at, at 4 p.m. And it's not working. Uh, BTN is not working and I'm freaking out. And I was hoping you could help me. Daniel, before we move forward, I, I just want to let you know that for purposes that I'm not really sure of, this call is being recorded. <laughs> um, if we're able to move forward right now. I just want to ask you a couple questions just to make sure I know your identity, sir. Uh, sure. Sure. Okay. Sir, once again, what's, what's your full name? Daniel Breslauer. Okay. Hold on one second. I want to make sure that you are a subscriber. Uh, uh, by, sir, by, I, I, I just I wanted to you know I I understand this is an important by, verification by any, process. By any by any chance, sir, I'm sorry to interrupt you, sir. Do you have a a subcontract with us? Sometimes you could be under somebody else's name. Maybe somebody else pays your subscription. I've I've been a, a customer uh, for. Seven years, I have always paid my bills on time. I have every single bill I've ever paid to you right in front of me, just in case I needed it for reference. I've got a, a manila file folder that is properly labeled. And I, I, look, I, I, this is my account. And I look, the time's running out. There's only three and a half hours before uh, they're, they're going to tip off at the Rutgers Athletic Center. Um, again, I'm sure you're you're well familiar with, with Rutgers basketball. Um, Sir, I... Oh, I think I did find your file. You do have a subcontract. I just want to make sure that, that yep, this is. Do you know a, a John Newman? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, that is my podcast uh, podcast partner. Okay. Well, it does look like, sir, that that John is paying for this. Um, usually, I would let John on the phone to confirm 
that you are a subscriber, but instead I'll just have to ask you a couple security questions to make sure that you can move forward with this call. Would that be okay? Yes. I'm I'm very, very confused by this. I've I've paid okay. all of my bills myself. I, I I've That's fine, sir. This is just for security measures. Uh you just need to get two out of the next three questions correct, okay? That's that's lower than Geo Baker's free throw percentage, so I think I can handle that. I, I don't know who you're referencing, but okay. Uh Geo first, Baker, Montez first, Mathis. First question. You don't Ow. Dan Waterstrat, none of these names. Sir. 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 Gil Baruta. Um, no. Okay. Not. First question. How many thoughts are the right amount of thoughts to have? Uh, that would be five thoughts. I got, I have five thoughts on this conversation that I could give you um, that I am not pleased with with the direction of this. I, I, I have my account number. Would you like my account number? No, sir. I don't. I don't need that. That's one that's correct. Uh, the next question you had answered here, if you know it yourself, uh, who is uh, the, the freshman out of Mechanicsburg? Gaetano Panuccio. That is, that's, it looks like correct. Okay, you are. Gaetano Panuccio! Oh why is there an Italian guy yelling in the background? Okay, it looks like this is you under John Newman's subscription. So, Daniel, we will we will move forward right now. How can I help you, sir? Uh, as I stated earlier, the Big Ten Network, colloquially known as the B, as BTN, uh, is not working on my uh, my box, and I'm I'm very distressed. Uh, Rutgers is tipping off in a important game against Hofstra. I've been nervous all day. I, I haven't pooped in four days. I, I you know, I'm very frustrated. I don't know why I said that. I'm just very frustrated. I'm very nervous right now. And and this conversation is making me very nervous because I, I we only have three hours and twenty five minutes until tip and it's not working. And sir, right, I, I know sir. you're just doing a job, but it, if this doesn't if we don't get this on the TV, I I I'm probably gonna find out where you live. I'm just letting you know. If I do not watch Rutgers and Hofstra at four o'clock, like things are, things are gonna get dicey. All right. Well, step number one: Have you plugged and unplugged your system? <laughs> yes, I have. I, are, are you not? Uh, is this? A, you, is it? Is it not registering with you how important Rutgers basketball is? I mean, you're not familiar. Byron Join, Suf Mensa. None of these names mean anything to you. Ali Bailey. How would you like Steve me to? Peichel. Okay, so you need me. You're trying to watch a sporting event right now. Okay, tell me again who you're trying to watch, sir. Uh, Rutgers. You're not. Okay. Do you want I, Rutgers? Rutgers. Hold on. Let me go through my notes here, sir. Just one second. I'll I'll fix this for you. I promise. I'll fix this for you. Okay. All right, sir. It's oh, this might be the reason, sir. It says here in my notes that the season doesn't start until December 8th. Are you sure you're trying to watch R Rutgers today? <laughs> I can't. I'm done. <laughs> sir, sir, before before we finish, the, oh, I do have another note, sir. How much okay, can you this practice that monotone issue. voice? This this may be the issue. It looks like the game has been moved to 
BTN two as a punishment for Steve Peichel not wearing a mask <laughs> properly. I don't even know that they could do that, but okay. It looks like, all right, well, sir, I'm going to have them move the game to BTN for you. So you could calm down now, I think. And I think I've provided you all the service that I, do you, that I can. Do you want to hear my five? Like, you know, I, I'm guessing you're just joking about not being familiar with, with Rutgers. Do you want to hear my five thoughts on like Isaac Conti and Hofstra? Um, you know, I have important thoughts. You don't you don't want to hear them? Sir, if there's nothing else I could do at this time, I do just need to read one more thing before you hang up. A survey will be sent to you later. Actually, no, it'll be sent to John. You could let him know that he'll get a survey, and if he could rate me a, a 6.9 out of 10, that would be great. Um, anyways, before I let you go, I just want to make sure you know that we are Spectrum the most infuriating cable provider in the TV land. We detest our customers and steal their money. We force them to choose our triple play. We don't welcome our opponents as guests in our monopoly home. We despise all bargain shoppers and laugh at their efforts. We know our enthusiasm does nothing to actually solve your problems. We strive to make customer service experience miserable. We apparently have something for everyone. I don't even know what this means. This is spectrum. <laughs> How much did you practice that monotone voice? Because that was that was I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. I was thrown off. I went through so uh, yeah, I went through a few that I was trying out, uh, and Charlie chose which one she thought would be best for this call. So we went with the monotone sales rep who just infuriates everybody. <laughs> Man, like, well done. I apologize if that went on too long, but I thought like it was. I mean, I yeah. had to get, I had to prep for it, so it was good. I, you that did, was our you call. did a good that job. Was Danny calling us uh, cable provider. My only notes were, were the names. I just had to get those names in there. <laughs> Everything else, I kind of just like winged. Uh, but yeah, like that that was fun. And you and you had to get colloquial in there. So great job with that. Colloquially well, known as BTN. I made him Bruce. Yeah, that, jo- I made him Bruce Johnson is what I made him. But whatever. It was really good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was. I, I, way better probably than one of the three that we've done. Yeah, no, that was that so. was fine. That was good. That was good. Okay. Mike, Mike was laughing. I mean, that, that, I think that's I good. was laughing. I put on my I put myself on mute. Yeah, Mike that's paid. Mike paid. If Mike paid attention, we obviously did something right. Um, so yeah, like Danny is sort of predictably more crazy this season than other seasons, and. I don't want to, like I'm not making fun of him for it. I, I want to have some fun with this. How do we have fun with Danny's psychosis when it comes to Rutgers men's basketball? Like w- without cut, cut his cable mid game. Cut his cut his cable mid game. Oh my! Oh that poor uh, poor Larry. What was the customer service guy's name? Was yeah, it Larry. 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 Larry's uh, got to get on. Mike's with an gone. Actual lunatic. I don't know what happened to Mike. He's apparently gone now. Um... But yeah, I don't know how we can have fun with that. Yeah, the Rucker, I said this earlier, Rucker's Hofstra. You're going to have to do better in Hofstra to get me away from Pat Mahomes. Um, can we talk about uh can can we talk about the the antics that we saw um oh from uh from from Steve Peichel in that game and maybe just overall uh how coaches' behavior yeah. is treated differently than than their athletes. So Steve Peichel, if you didn't see it, 
Uh, so Montez Mathis made a terrible pass, and then Steve Peichel had what I could only describe as like a childish temper tantrum on the bench, where he sat down and he started stomping his feet on the ground, and then so and then he he walked off. And, and yeah, I mean it was it was funny. I thought he was gonna leave the court. Like I thought he was just like I'm done. I'm done with this shit. Uh, but I, I I found that interesting that uh, Brian Fonseca he actually he's the one who had the gif of it. No one else mentioned it. No one else mentioned it anywhere. And I'm pretty sure that if like one of the players had a meltdown like that, it would have been mentioned and called a technical foul. And it's just very interesting uh, what coaches are allowed to get away with and what players aren't. Like if a player did anything close to that, he would have been he might probably would have been ejected, right? If you were that disrespectful on the court if you started stomping your feet be ejected and it's just you know it's just kind of how it's just kind of how the power imbalance in college sports plays out now it does it does also happen in in other sports right in pro sports but man you you do not see nba coaches doing that kind of thing right no they 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 would get their ass kicked well they would they no they would i mean they would get a technical they would get a technical foul for that right mike mike they would get laughed at but they, they would, would lose the respect of their players. That's why they wouldn't do it. Right, but if they did, they would get a technical foul. You're like, you're not allowed to stomp on the ground like that. That's that's, that's like some Bobby Gonzalez shit. Like that was crazy. I I I, I know. I, look, I know Steve Peichel. It's overstated that he's like the calm, cool, collected. That, he yells the entire game. Like he's not like the calm, cool, collected guy. But that was like a new level of what? Like what is that? This? Was the perfect sir? This is a Wendy's, you know, moment. Like, like calm, he, calm down. What are we doing he here? He right fell. Now? He was freaking out so much he almost fell. It was just funny. I found it funny. I don't really, you know, like again, they could do whatever. The coaches do what they want on on the sideline, and you know they're really not held accountable for it. I mean, like how many times last year? It definitely happened at least like once. Either it was either Montez Mathis or Jacob Young got like an unnecessary technical for kind of getting in somebody's face. It's just, again, everybody's held to such like different standards. Like the players, it's, oh, they're, 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 they're wild and they can't, con- they, they're uncontrollable temper, right? You know, they can't, they can't keep calm in like the big moment or whatever would be said about like the player losing his cool at a, at a key moment where a head coach, the same standards just don't apply. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So that was talking coaches just kind of acting childish. Uh, from a basketball perspective, I didn't watch the Hofstra game. I watched some of the Fairleigh Dickinson game. Um, my biggest takeaways were that Jacob Young is really good. Uh, Ron Harper Jr. is really good. Miles Johnson is really good. And Cliff Amori, actually, as we learned, which is actually oh, yeah. easier to say um, than Omarui, so that's fun. Amori, right? I believe so. Yeah, I think that's where, I think that's what we're going with. He's got a long way to go. Um, he's going to have some fun dunks in transition, but he has got a while to go, I think, before he's at like like I think Miles. The team is clearly better when Miles Johnson's on the floor versus yeah. Amori, and they're going to need him to to improve. But he's a true freshman; you'd expect that. But like after the the highlights I saw from the was it the Sacred Heart game, I was like, oh wow, this dude's just going to be dunking all over the place. But like there there's there's definitely some uh, some problems that I think. He had. He, I think he's going to struggle to to defend, and he, and he seems to have like again. He's a true freshman. You expect this kind of like not knowing exactly where to be on offense. So they're going to need him. They're going to need him. I think to contribute more. I mean, obviously he's starting, but they're going to need him to be better than Paul Mulcahy was last year. And 
it's early, obviously. But from that game I saw against FDU, he's got a long way to go before he's a significant con- uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Contributor. Consistent, consistent contributor. So here's my thing with where this team stands from watching a majority of the first three games. Uh, in reality, they are very similar to last year from three from the free throw line. But they also have worse depth this year than last year's team, too. And they also have less experience down low defensively, which tends to be a problem with the way Rutgers plays defense under Steve Peichel. I I thought that going into this year, like they're going to play the same as they did last year, and it's just going to be a matter for the most part of whether opponents shoot well from three and kind of defend Rutgers in a certain way, making them shoot threes for the most part too, which usually will give Rutgers trouble. And a lot of games are just going to be a toss-up. And without the depth that they have, like with no Caleb McConnell, and and I think people, I think that Yabo is a big miss to not have him on this year's team. They have no replacement. They have no replacement right. for the stuff that so, Yabo did. My my concern is they, they at least so far have not shown significant improvement in a couple of in two critical areas, which I know Brian talked about, like he had mentioned, you know, fans kind of just have to accept that they don't shoot well but and they're they, not gonna shoot free throws well. But that's a bad, bad sign if because you're because you're not gonna have years like consistently like last year. They won all those luck variance games last year for the most part, especially at home. You're now dealing with no home crowds, so that advantage is is pretty much, you know, even throughout. Like I, I am a little scared for what the Big Ten schedule is going to be like. I think, and you know, I, I like what I saw at times from Mag. He's fun. He's like a he's a wild card. There was this one play where he got an offensive rebound, stared at a wide open Miles Johnson underneath the rim for like the easiest dunk you've ever seen, and then he's like, "Nah, I'm just going to put up this contested floater," and he made it. He did some good things, but like. You know, with, with Palmquist, he looked kind of lost in the minutes I, I I saw him play. Again, you're relying on true freshmen. Without without Baker, with McConnell out, and, and losing Yaboa, you're going to be counting on unproven players. And last year, we really saw the value. And I, I've noticed this more over the years watching, like, the NBA um, and watching Rutgers basketball. Really, the value of playing five average to, you know, average or better players. And I think there's going to be a lot of minutes this year where Rutgers is playing, you know, one, two, maybe three players who, you know, at this point, because of inexperience, are are going to be below average, who are going to, you know, hurt you defensively, hurt you offensively. Last year, they basically played the entire season without having to play any of those guys, right? Like, the, the, ninth, the, the 10th guy was Shaq Carter. Like, Rutgers has never had a team that deep. This team is not as deep as last year's team, and I think... It, it could be a problem, and and I think we're going to see guys play more minutes. I think we'll see more minutes from Harper uh, and more you know more minutes from Jacob Young, and when he comes back, whenever that might be, more minutes from Geo Baker. I, just, I think the high end for this team is higher. I said this to Brian, but I think the low end is lower, and I think for a team that last year was already wildly inconsistent, I think they're going to be even more inconsistent this year, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very I interesting. I, I, I think if they're going to play Jacob Young more... Um, they're going to play Ron Harper Jr. more. If those guys can handle the physical toll, if they have the endurance to play those minutes more, I think that's that kind of 
brings I, I the level of the team up right now you're having your best players play more frequently and be on the court for larger portions of the game and i think that's a good thing obviously um as opposed to you know and that i think that kind of offsets whatever depth issues they don't they have uh i i think that can make them better you know both floor and ceiling wise potentially i'd say it's also gonna be interesting to see what uh all right so what is it omarui amori 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 Yes, I'm uh, right. I think it's interesting I'm, to see what he brings because you know if you have a guy who's able to uh, be kind of that rim running type of center, which which it seems like is his game right now, um, that can open up some new options for the offense and kind of create different kinds of shots for them uh, that they didn't have last year and that you can't really do when you have a, a post up type of big like Miles Johnson. So I'm curious to see what that what that leads if they can maybe incorporate the pick and roll game a little more because of Amori. Um, He's and not, if that kind of creates better shots and open shots on the perimeter from having him there, let alone having a, a physical center like that um, and just more shots at the rim, which I think are better than just throwing it down to Miles Johnson for the post-ups, which are inefficient uh, shots that you don't want a lot of volume of anyway. I think you're going to, I don't think you're going to get a lot out of him handling the ball out of the pick and roll, like getting it to him like 12 feet from the basket. No, no, you don't want him, in, you don't want him handling the ball at all. No, I'm no. saying the threat of him diving to the rim and having the defense collapse on that can create shots in the perimeter, create easier plays for, you know, Jacob Young or Geo Baker when he's back. I don't know if they'll let Ron well, really Ron, ball Ron, handling. Ron, Ron Miles, the guy but Miles you want to have as open as possible this year. Miles Johnson's yeah, a threat I, to do that. Right, and I'm saying, so like, if Amori can do that, can show that he's a viable threat uh, as a dive center i think that can create a lot more shots i I think it's not bad that they move that miles johnson has looked very good on the floor this year doing that to a certain extent and and so there is i I think they've got two decent options with that type of offense what amori gives them the one thing he gives them that miles johnson doesn't it's one thing it's it's one thing that he can do that miles johnson can't and it's in transition it's sprinting down the floor and being there in transition. And if they can get out and run, they're going to really take advantage of what Amori can do. I, you know, what I was saying before is that there are things that he struggles with. He is going to be awesome in transition, and it is going to be unlike anything I've ever seen at Rutgers watching him dunk. I've never seen any. Like, Corey Sanders was a good dunker. He wasn't this. He wasn't 6'10, 6'11, no, yeah, the, and able to is, throw down like never, this. We have never seen something like that. Adrian Hill was yeah. a really good dunker, but he was mostly on bad teams. And remember, he was in the college dunk contest, I remember. Adrian Hill was. But. Like, we have never seen anything like this. I I haven't since I've been watching uh, Rutgers men's basketball. And that part's going to be fun. I just think that Miles Johnson, like, one of the things Miles Johnson does really well, first of all, he's become so reliable, like, moving his feet under the rim. His his footwork as far as, like, and being patient and hesitating uh, has been good. He's so good at passing. I'd like to see them use Miles Johnson as a passer at the top of the key more. Like, now the, the passes that Miles makes are... He'll get an offensive rebound, and he's really good at finding you know where the open shooter is. I would love to see them use him in more of a role where he's at the top of the key and he is a threat to pass to cutters. You know whether it's Harper cutting or whether it's Montez Mathis. I would really like to see that because he is he's big, right? Like he's got we see it in the NBA now more and more guys like Jokic, obviously LeBron, Marcus Gasol, just big guys who can pass. And you're bigger than everybody, right? And Miles has got this huge wingspan and can throw it over people, and he's a good passer. I would just, I would like to see them use him more as a passer. Okay, so uh, I think we've done enough Rutgers basketball for now. So now we have a game that has been a very long time in the making. 
okay? So if you listen to the Scarlet Spotlight featuring Danny Breslauer and Joe Norman, uh, they have something called the Knights in Focus. Basically, it's this like open they play before they interview somebody, right? They call it Knights in Focus. So what I came up with a long time ago, we never played it, is a, is, is a segment that's sort of similar to that, but not really at all. And now, the night's out of focus. Okay. So, this game, night's out of focus, will be pretty simple. Here I have, I have pictures of Rutgers athletes, and I have blurred them. And it is up to you guys to guess who they are. Now, when I plan this, I, I don't know exactly how we want to do this. Do we want to go back and forth? Do we want to give both of you a chance to guess, maybe? And that, like, Adam goes first on the first try, and then Mike gets it if he doesn't get it? Should I give hints? I, I, I mean, think, I think it's, Adam's going to do one, better. I think it's first one to just basically, like, it's like Jeopardy, first one to buzz in and get it correctly. Sure. You know? I mean, yeah. this is also this is also a very visual thing that we're doing, so we are yes. going to have to probably put this portion out. Sure, I, but 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 it's going to be quick. Like it's going to be a very yeah, okay. a very quick. I'm, all, Knights, I'm, I'm ready. To, Knights, I'm re I vote for Jeopardy style. Knights out of focus. Um, I have to get this open. Why is this not here? I have to exit this and then reopen it. There we go. All right, so I'm sharing my screen now, and you guys see the first picture. Is it's a blurred out picture. Um, the picture it appears it appears to be a basketball. Uh, a, guess. A, a backboard. All right, Mike put his hand up first. I'm gonna go uh, Jr. Inman. Mike, that's what I was gonna guess. That is correct. That is former Rutgers men's basketball player Jr. Inman, best known uh, for stake of the turmoil. stake of turmoil. Dan if Heath in the background there. If you don't know, oh yeah, Stan Heath, South Florida coach in the background, right, uh, right there. I don't know any of these USF players, and I can see where Danny Breslauer probably is up there in, uh, in section two. No, other side. He's on the other That's side. That's the other side. Oh yeah, that is the other side. Yeah, right, the coaches yeah, yeah. are over there. I'm an idiot. All right. Um, so that is one point for Mike. That's J.R. Inman. If you don't know what the stake of turmoil is, uh, Google it. The next one is uh, another what? photo. I think Mike got there first. Mike. Uh, it's close. I'm going to go Cappy Pondexter. That is incorrect. Ah, no. damn. Then it was the um, other one that I was thinking I can, of. No, I'm going to get this. I, I mean, I know, Adam. I think you should know, too. No, so Mike, go ahead. Appears to be a basketball player. Uh, it's posting up. It's Kia. Yeah. It is Kia Vaughn, former Rutgers Women's Basketball Center. All right, that's number two. Let's get on to number three. It's a blurred picture uh, of, of, <laughs> of someone. Adam. Is this, is this Gaetano Panuccio? It is. That is Gaetano Panuccio. All right. So the score is two to one. Mike is over. Adam uh, winning right now. Let's go on to number four. Ooh. Oh. Adam, who is this? That is... 
You can't just Sorry. get. You can't raise your hand and then no, like. I know. I had that. I, okay, I'm going with my first gut says Gary Nova. It is not Gary Nova. That is I incorrect. Know. Damn it. Uh, is it Chase Dodd? It is not Chase no. Dodd. You guys are oh, on the yeah. right track. But no, hold on. I oh. know. Is it Dom Natale? It is not Dom Natale. No, it's the guy that came after. Oh God! Oh, is it I... Kyle Bolin? No, no, guys, come on! No, it's the it's the uh... <laughs> it's the white uniforms. It looks like they have the metallic helmet. <laughs> You're um, not even gonna remember that this guy played, though. Mike, people wanted him to play. Is it Mike Biamonte? It's not Mike Biamonte. <laughs> that's, that's is it? Is it? Uh, guys, come man. on! This name is in the the lore of Rutgers football history. An obsession. That he fans played against had. Michigan State. He was in the Michigan State game, where they spiked it. Right? No, it's not, that's not him. You're thinking of Laviano. It's not Chris Laviano. Oh God! Is Come it on. Gio Rashino? No, you guys have named every quarterback except for this. Rutgers fans were obsessed oh, with oh, this guy. Oh, uh, Reddick. Reddick. It is. It is. Jane, no way. It is Hayden Reddick. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's eleven. So I was right. That's Dom Natale. <laughs> Yeah, but the jer- Don Natale came several years before the metallic. Yeah, how am I, it's an eleven white jersey. How am I supposed to the, know that? You said they had the metallic helmet. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the fifth and final, uh, fifth and final blurred photo here on nights in focus. Uh, <laughs> Adam, <laughs> uh, you're down. Let's make this close. You have to release this photo, right? So we have to release this in visual form. <laughs> Who is this? What Rutgers Scarlet Knight is this? Uh, I have a guess. I have a guess. Adam, do you know who it is? I'm... I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can we can we can black out this particular portion of of the game. I think because if you post it. Uh... Someone might black out, or they might throw. We're not. To we're, make we, you black we, the, the, out. It's easy to black out part of the video. Who is this? <laughs> it's Daniel Breslauer. It is Daniel Breslauer. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's an old photo of Danny from oh college. My God. Okay, I have an idea. I have an idea, <laughs> and Danny's gonna be listening to this. So, <laughs> I'm just gonna throw this out there. There's a lot of bad things going on in this country right now. <laughs> And there's a lot of people hurting. Come, we just got past one of the most amazing holidays uh, in Thanksgiving, and we've got you know Christmas and Hanukkah and all the the family good times coming up. Danny, we'll we'll offer you this. We will only privately release this to people who Venmo us money, and we are going to donate the money to a food bank in honor of your name. Yeah, and only if we get if we get uh, $3,000 total. Okay, we won't release it to people individually until we get past the $3,000 mark. But if if we get to $3,000, we will release this only privately to the people that donated money. Okay, or, do it. Do or, it. There are people that are going to go hungry this year. Just think about do it. This to Danny. That's right. That's right. Or we will... Uh, Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so that was so nice. $3,000. Let's help the people who need it and we'll release this photo to you. <laughs> that was uh, that was Nights Out of Focus. What do we think? Did we like Nights Out of Focus? I like it. I did like what it. Would you yes. do it again? Um, all right. So do we have it? Oh, Penn, we, we haven't really talked a lot about Penn. I mean, we talked a little bit about Penn State, I guess. They're gonna, are they going to beat Penn State? I think they're going to beat Penn State. Penn State stinks. 
I heard James Franco's going to get run out of town. He might take the Texas job. Really? That's what uh, I heard on a different podcast. Which podcast? He might be a candidate for the Texas job if they what? fire. Um, oh, the... There's only Tom one. Herman and Urban Meyer doesn't take it. There's only one pot Rutgers podcast that actually has information, right? Like, oh it's... no, no, it was in Rutgers podcast. What was that? It wasn't a Rutgers. Oh, it wasn't podcast. a Rutgers. Okay, okay. I was about to say. I was like, I, that's I, why I'm not naming names. I mean, just name the podcast. Which podcast? No, I don't give free advertising to them. Okay. So you don't like them enough to say what podcast it is, but you're going to use their information. Gotcha. It's okay. a national podcast. Great. Great, great content. Okay. Anyways, um, can we, any more fun segments? I do have, uh, since we threw that challenge out to Danny as well too, um, should we go with uh, my Wanker of the Week? Oh, yeah. I forgot about Wanker of the Week. Um, yeah, let's go. Blimey. It's time for Wanker of the Week. Wank, 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 wanker of the Week. Cheerio. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. Spurrier! You think visors are cool? Ha 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 Madam Mechanics for Pennsylvania. We'll do it live. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Wanker of the Week is presented by nobody because we don't have a sponsor for it. We should get one. I bet we could. Some kind of like, I don't know, like Pornhub or something. Wanker of the Week, sponsored by Pornhub. Good, good segue, Max, because... This wanker of the week. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Sorry. I have to lower. There you You go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, you're good. Okay. So good segue here for for wanker of the week. This is going to be our first ever retroactive wanker of the week. We are going to time hop right now back to the beginning of the pandemic in March. And you'll find out who the wanker of the week is, but we'll give you some context to this in the story, basically. So um, again, there is a a group text that we are a part of. And this morning, somebody in the group text uh, put this message uh, in there. The text first read, I just saw an eight month old Facebook message from this person about a giant mistake that this other person made in his family group chat in March. Um, and so thankfully we had screenshots right away to keep this story going. And, and here are the texts from March that will make this retroactive. So my brother's friends tried to fuck with a bunch of people in a group chat saying there was a coronavirus outbreak in Edison. Except the link was just a picture of a guy with a huge dick. My brother didn't look and sent the link to my family, and it came up full in the group message. We then got the screenshot of said text to the family group chat from this person, where, yes, it does basically say that there is a confirmed case of coronavirus in Edison. Below that, if you are following the internet in March, you know what photo I'm talking about of a big, large man sitting on a bed 
with his legs wide open. And there is just a big dick in the picture. And this person sent it to his immediate family. So my retroactive wanker of the week for the start of the pandemic is March is none other than Daniel Breslauer. (laughs) Because this is what Danny did. Danny, the most respectable, smart, uh, due diligent person possible, was so freaked out by the beginning of this pandemic like we all were, got some information that he thought was true, didn't source check, and just sent it to his family to supposedly, and probably just he had the right intention in mind, but his respectable mother and father who both hold doctorates opened up a text message to a gigantic penis <laughs> i'm i'm so glad because i don't really use facebook and i don't even know how i came across this message and i, I Dan, danny's brother jordan uh had sent me this message back in early march march 5th like this is before any of like the COVID stuff had really started to really started to snowball and I'm just like, I'm like, oh, I have a message from Jordan. And then I just started reading it. And I'm like, I am so glad that I found this eight months later. It wouldn't have been as funny back then. Nope. Like, it would have been nope. funny. But, like, Danny would have shaken it off. and like, ah, oh, you know, tournament, uh, you know, tournament, Rutgers, Ben's basketball tournament, Maryland, Purdue. Uh, but now. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, uh, it's so good. And that that's the thing. I actually just got a new phone. That for the first time I have a phone that has the preview in the text messages. I don't know if I like it yet, but like I can see now how that how like that could easily happen because like it's like I don't. Did, I guess Danny didn't click the link and just sent it along, right? He had yeah, to, clear, right? Clear, yeah, clearly did. But but but, it, but how great is it that like even if his family ignored, you know, sometimes people send you things and you don't actually click on them, but they didn't have an option. Because I assume they all have the phones that have the previews, and they all just saw this big dick just pop up in their text <laughs> messages. Good for you, Danny. Good for you. It was. Did Did you get any other screenshots of like anybody's? Because we didn't get reaction texts. No, I we didn't get any. I didn't see any. I just had the screenshot of uh, what Danny sent, and then I obviously, you know, that was nine months ago. I messaged him back. I was like, oh wow, I just saw this. This is great. Um, but oh, no, I, I can. So I can Danny, ask Danny is the retroactive wanker of the week. I don't have one. I don't think Mike does either. Do you have a wanker of the week, Mike? I don't have one. Oh, well. Go ahead, Mike. Who's your wanker of the week? Well, you know, I I wasn't prepared. Um, So I just did a quick Google search, and uh, looks like Dabo Swinney is my wanker of the week. I didn't see that coming. Honestly, all I did was I, I Googled Dabo Swinney just to see if he'd done anything. And it seems like he got into it uh, with Florida State. And you might be surprised to know this, but Dabo Swinney said some shit he shouldn't have said. Uh, he got really angry that Florida State canceled the game last minute uh, because there was uh, somebody who tested positive for COVID-19 on the Clemson team. And Florida State didn't want to take that health risk and play a meaningless football game. And Dabo Swinney just got on a heater. Uh, I, I, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to quote Mike Norville, the Florida state coach. 
Uh, quote, football coaches are not doctors. Some of us might think that we are. Ooh. So I'm just going to end it there. Uh, you know, when you get burned by the Florida State football coach, uh, it's bad news for The you. Florida State football coach who uh, pretended to have a conversation with his players over, like, racial injustice. Remember that? Yeah. When he, like, yeah, he, he... I do. So, you know, Dabo Swinney, always covering yourself in glory every week. Uh, you are my wanker. And yet they always win. I mean, listen, I think those two things are probably tied together, right? You have to have a certain lack of shame to be successful in America. Or, in, well, especially in college football and college it, basketball, right? Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I that's. Oh, my way. I have a wanker of the week. Rutgers fans. For not showing up at the rack? No. Uh, for um, you're sitting here, like, talking about how Seton Hall is scared of you. Seton Hall started their season at Louisville. You played uh, Sacred Heart and then Fairleigh Dickinson. Um, Seton Hall is flying halfway across the country to play Oregon, and we're not. Rutgers isn't playing anybody. I, I just think if someone's ducking somebody, it it might be Rutgers ducking Seton Hall. I'm not saying for sure. And uh, the other thing is, I, I tweeted this out earlier, but basically, it's funny how people will grant you that like college basketball, football, or college basketball and college football coaches shouldn't be trusted, and like there's no reason to like take anything they say uh, as like as truthful. Except for your coach, right? Your coach is 100% truthful all the time. Would never, you know, say anything that wasn't true or leak anything that wasn't true that made them look better, right? I do have one question about the Seton Hall thing. I'm not saying, okay, gonna... I, I actually, wait, hold on. I actually think it's, I think it's funny. Like, I'm not, I have no problem with Rutgers fans doing it. Like, it's fun, right? It's fun. Oh, they're scared of us. They're, they're, they're trying to duck us. I have no problem with it. I, you know, it's the fun part of sports. Number one, I'm going to make fun of you for it. And number two... It's when the journalists start to do the same thing when we have no fucking idea what's going on. Where I'm like, what is this? Like, are we really doing this? Like, are we really believing that Rutgers is any time, any place to play Seton Hall? Like, I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I have no idea what's happening with this, and I'm willing to say I have no idea what's going on between Rutgers and Seton Hall. Like, I don't. And I don't take any. I take no weight in whatever was leaked from the Rutgers athletic department. Not because it's okay. Rutgers, but because it's a college athletic department and these all these fucking people lie for a living. It's their job. Okay, and that's fair. That's all fair up to the point where at what point do you take any action into the thought process of what one side is thinking over the other? Like, I get Rutgers when is a game is played. Like, like, that's the thing about college basketball is just a cavalcade of lies with games in between. Like, they're like, okay. like, like, we know nothing about anything that goes on except for the games are played and then a bunch of other stuff happens and then more games are played. I have no idea. We're never going to know. We'll never have any idea. So I don't so trust Seton any Hall, of these people. Se Seton Hall is solely playing Oregon in your mind solely because they think it's a better game than playing Rutgers. No, I I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe Seton Hall doesn't well, want to play ask, Rutgers. Maybe Rutgers. I'm asking. I think it's. I think Rutgers fans finally have a little bit of ammunition, where it's like you guys are flying halfway across the country in the middle of a pandemic to play a top twenty-five team that isn't like a top five team. But we They're don't good. know that Rutgers wants to play them. That's my point, is that we have no idea if Rutgers, if, if Steve no, Peichel's to come I'm to the not, rack on, well, not, let's play this okay. game on Friday. We have no idea. I know, but you were so set on the fact, I think, that you're you're clearly bothered by the fact that the media is believing what mainly Rutgers is saying. We don't know which part of the media has also talked to Kevin Willard and the Seton Hall side and what information they have. And so I'm saying, if that information crosses each other out, 
All I'm saying is Rutgers fans finally have the action part to get a little bit frustrated about the game not being played. St. Hall just added a game last second against a top 25 team to go fly halfway across the country. And what is Rutgers added? Like, who's Rutgers trying to play? That's That's my point. That's not the point. Hold on. Time out. That's not – I'm agreeing with you that if Rutgers wants to add a game – at any point against a half-decent team, they've had the ability to. But it is okay to also say that Seton Hall knows that Rutgers has these openings and that if they cared about trying to keep the risk minimal, we know what option they should choose. But we don't know that it's an option, and that's my point. We have no – like I, okay. I'm not even so saying – I'm not saying you, Rutgers you is at fault. Reali- I'm Wait, saying it's – bo- I don't think it's realistic that Seton Hall – may have called up Rutgers and been like, we will play you this week, and sure. Rutgers would say no. Yeah, I also think it's possible that Seton Hall doesn't want to play Rutgers. I just, I, I am okay, not. but hold I, on. If one is way more plausible, because if Seton Hall does that with the with the games that Steve Peichel has been playing and what he said, in, I'm willing to bet that it would have been leaked that Seton Hall would have tried to play this game. I think it's fair. I, I think we know Seton Hall did not try and play this game first. What I'm trying to say is that I have no idea what's going on here, and I'm not willing to say it's more Seton Hall's fault than Rutgers' fault. That's all I'm saying. I, I Maybe Seton Hall doesn't want to play Rutgers, but I don't have the idea that Rutgers wants to play Seton Hall. Rutgers doesn't seem to be gung-ho about scheduling good opponents. You know, there's all these teams out there scheduling games. There's a million different good, or at least decent college basketball. Notre Dame needs a game this Friday. Call up Notre Dame. No, Pitt, with, needs, no, Pitt needs a game. A Call point. up Pitt. I, I, St. John's has had an opening. Call up St. John's. Should, Rutgers is schedule Until they yes. do. Schedule somebody. And, and Seton Hall is out there scheduling good teams. And if I have to make a distinction, and I'm trying to be objective here, hey, I, if you make me choose, I think that Rutgers is ducking Seton Hall more than Seton Hall is ducking Rutgers. I'm watching Seton Hall schedule. That's tough. That's a really tough. See, if wait, you make on. me See, guess. I don't get how you get to that end point. Because like, Seton get, Hall is playing I, good teams and Rutgers is refusing just, to. Right, but you just but that's different than one team ducking the other. You could you could make the argument that Rutgers is scheduled poorly. Seton Hall just wants to schedule the best teams. If that's your argument, I could buy that. If but, you make me choose, I'm saying I, I have no idea. If you made me make a decision, hey, whose fault is it more? I would say Rutgers' fault, based on the fact that I'm watching Seton Hall schedule good teams everywhere, and I'm watching Rutgers play fairly decent. But then how is that, but how is that Rutgers' fault? For the game, those are again; those are two different things. You're you're blaming Rutgers for the game not happening when I think you might be right that both sides share part of the blame. But I'm not. I'm saying this. if I if I have to choose, I'm saying right now that it's probably I I don't I don't think either team wants to play each other. I'm saying Guys, if you made me choose, that was my point. <laughs> That's it. That's all I was saying. Sure. I, I mean, listen. I'm of this. I'm of the viewpoint now that this is all. Ha- I thought from the beginning that it was a little bullish. The stuff that was being said about Rutgers, the anywhere, anytime. I do think Seton Hall has showed that they they do not care about playing this game. That's not, again, if they wanted to play the game, you play it this week. You wouldn't have scheduled Oregon. But if like, they, but, 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 but you right, keep you keep acting as right, if it was an option. We don't know if it was an option. We don't know if Rutgers called Max, Seton Hall and said, Max, "Let's play this game." You would have known about it. Stop! Stop being this dense. You would have known could, about it. Right. So why? But, but, but you're kind of. It seems like you're operating under this assumption that like it was an option for Seton Hall to play Rutgers this week. Like, what are you talking about? It. It is. Steve Peichel is quoted as saying he's trying to play people this week. But, come on. 
on. I don't know that Rutgers playing Seton Hall this Max, week is an Max, option. all I said is that Seton Hall had the opening. If they can, First, if they fucking cared about their players to not fly them halfway across the country in the middle of the pandemic, they go 20 miles to play a team that is going to boost their schedule. I a- mean, Adam, are you speaking again, a different language team, than I am? One uh- team one team made an actual action. Rutgers has sat on their ass and scheduled nobody. I agree, but at least they didn't go and schedule a, a, a team while Seton Hall sat there. I'm not disagreeing with you. It would I would love if Rutgers and Seton Hall found a way to play this week. What I'm saying is you're, you're, you're faulting Seton Hall for finding a game and going out and flying and playing it in no, lieu no, no, of this, no, no. in lieu I'm of this, like faulting. made up. I'm not opportunity. I'm saying we can make a we can make a judgment now off their action finally. But we don't know that playing Rutgers this week is an option. We have no, what are you talking about? Where does that come from? Because Steve Peichel said to the media, "We're looking for a game this week," and may, like, where, where does Seton Hall come no. into that? Again, what it's a matter to- of hold on. It's a matter of caring about the game to a certain extent. I think Rutgers has shown a minimal interest in at least trying to play the game. Yes, it, you don't find it valuable that players are on Twitter being like anywhere, anytime. No! And Steve Peichel putting quotes in a paper. That's fine. Oh, That's wait, your wait. prerogative. But they clearly want to play the game. I think, I don't know, I think you're, you're trying do. to I think you're trying to find value from something that there's not. Rutgers no, can, no, no, I mean, no, like, no, 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 listen, 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 hold on, listen, hold on, you love Adam, to take Adam, the subjective hold up, hold, stuff no. that, fa- that fans view and then not understand their, their viewpoint on listen something. Listen to me that- from, listen to me first. I'm saying that just because Steve Peichel says he wants to play the Seton Hall game, which I don't discount, it doesn't talk about how and under what terms he wants to play the Seton Hall game, right? Like you can want to play the Seton Hall game and it can still be true that he wants to play at the rack next year in a way that would not be amenable to Seton Hall, right? Like if you're trying to make that game happen, it's got to be under terms that's uh, that's favorable to both parties, right? And so if he's only going to play under one way in a way that Seton Hall doesn't want to do it, then it's just kind of a bad faith effort to get that game done. And so him just saying publicly, we want to play the game doesn't really mean that much. Okay, well, I'm going to just say it and, and somebody can confirm it if they want to. Everybody will stay quiet on that. And we've had people obviously give us some information that, to that point, Steve we have. Peichel, I don't have any information. Okay, I've been given information that that Steve. Okay, Peichel, Scoop's health got no. Again, maybe you just read a text and <laughs> not ignore some stuff from some people. I'm I don't saying, betray information in our text chain no, that's not supposed to go public. No, listen. I, I think then health bomb. There's no health bomb coming. The, I I don't I don't I don't see where you guys are coming from on this because I again. To just retort back with, well, we don't know. Sure, we don't know. I haven't been blaming anybody. I'm saying, though, that you have an action done by Seton Hall, and you're able to just basically say, you know what? It does seem pretty plausible if both teams wanted. So here again, I'll say it. If both teams wanted to play this week, it should have been easy to get it done. I don't know what Rutgers did because, again, they haven't scheduled a game. We do know that Seton Hall scheduled another game. I don't. We don't know if they made an effort to play Rutgers. I just think we would have known if they did. But Neither I think. You, but I think you put that. You, you we pull, know who leaks the shit in the media. You can we put it both ways, it. though. You can. You can say that we have, we have no evidence that Rutgers is trying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Is that like I think it's funny when fans. I get think it's just up. easier to say we don't know who to blame than it is to blame one side. 
Right. And, and like, I have no reason to really actually blame anyone here. Like, I, I know that all this bullshit goes back and forth. And where's the game going to be played next year? And Steve Peichel saying anytime, any place. And it's like, what, because Seton Hall went and scheduled a game in, in Kansas or whatever? Like, now that means, or where are they going? Oh, oh, they're in Nebraska. Um, meeting uh meeting again meeting Oregon I don't think that's that means anything like if Rutgers wanted to play Seton Hall this week I feel like we would have heard that I feel like that would have come out somewhere someone somewhere would have leaked that again like I just I don't know what to believe it's college basketball Mike you follow like uh English soccer college basketball as far as like behind the scenes stuff is like comparable to the rumors you hear in transfer season or the transfer window like it's crazy you hear everything you don't know what to believe. Most of it is bullshit. And I just, I, I, I think the fans have the right to just spew whatever bullshit that they want. I'm just going to make fun of them for it. That's it. That's fine. There's been one particular media member in that's been very quiet who's usually a fan of Kevin Willard, Willard in this whole thing. I find it interesting. I find it interesting. Now, I like if you, conspiracy yeah, theorist media critic health got. It's fun. It's a fun game to play. And I think that Rutgers fans finally have a little bit. Of, I thought they had no ammo beforehand. I really Tampering. thought they had no ammo. I think the whole Penn State thing is bullshit. Tampering. Like, I don't I don't buy that at all. Like that was absurd to to blame Seton Hall for scheduling a good one on one with Penn State. Like Tampering. that that's an idiotic thing to go and 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 lay the blame on. All I'm saying is it's a little weird in a season where you are scheduling a, a day, two days in advance sometimes. It just is weird if if Seton Hall was so gung-ho about scheduling a game. I think now it's at least fair to say that we would have heard something about them wanting to schedule. I say we, I say we move on. What if we just all. this the wrong way? Instead of looking for evidence of them wanting to play the game, what if just neither side wants to play the game? And it's, now we're getting into a, like I don't, a blaming. That's fine. I don't buy like, it. Blame this I team don't or that buy team. It. I don't buy it. I don't think so. I don't think – I think – Steve Peichel not wanting to play is different than obviously the players. So sure, Steve Peichel, I guess, speaks for is more important in terms of yeah, listen. Decisions. What the players say to me, uh, th- they don't get to make the decisions on who get who they play and schedule. Oh, all of a sudden, we don't want to get that, players that's just any power. Campaign. Okay. I mean, what do you mean we don't want to? We want to. We we want to give them all we of want the power. To. We love. We love. I would love it if Ron Harper Jr. gets to call up. Uh, who's the guy? Uh, the guy with the name on Seton Hall. Mama, uh, Mamu. Mahu. Yeah, what, yeah. Mamu. Modest uh, Yahoo. Big, big M. Yeah. Modest Yahoo. Big M. Um, if like if Ron Harper got to call him up and be like, "Hey, we're gonna play on Friday. You guys show up at our gym. We're gonna play. Fuck the coaches." Like. I'm all for giving them all the power in that way, but they don't have the power. Them tweeting out, like, let's go, or whatever they tweet, like, that doesn't mean anything. It's just words being spewed on Twitter. That's it. Like, to me, if the case is that uh, Steve Peichel only wants to play, and but it's in in an empty uh, rock and or an empty wash gym, and then they play next year at the rack as was originally scheduled, that's not really wanting to play. And if Kevin Willard doesn't want to do that either, and he only wants to play in one way that he knows that Rutgers wouldn't find amenable, then neither side wants to play. And we're just, you know, they're just going to punt this and move on to next year and continue the series as it was supposed to be next year when there's when there's people at the arena. We, like, it's fine. I like the spiciness. This is like two wrestlers ducking uh, each other. I don't. I, I, I don't mind the spiciness, but you got to play this game this year. That's just All right, but it seems like it's impossible. It seems like they just neither side really wants to do it. Yeah. 
And and really, I mean, obviously, it only takes one side. Right, not to, I'm not, you, you keep you keep bowing your head. You keep sighing. If you have information that disproves no, 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 me I, completely, I then I'm say not, there I'm is not, no I'm information saying, that you no, could give me. Like, don't don't do the whole goading thing into in, into me saying. I never go. I, I never goad. All, all 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 my point is. I don't even is, goat. I hate when people drop goat on Twitter. We have no information either way in my view based on what i've seen it's college basketball okay like i'm sorry i, I hate to say it steve peichel would lie to you if he thought it may it like helped him as a basketball of coach course, that's all i'm saying of course i'm uh, again I, I i don't think your points are wrong i you I just, just rather you want to blame you want to blame Seton Hall and you want us to not tell you you're dumb for it no that's it. not at all i'm not blaming Seton hall i just don't i'm shocked that you that Nobody is like just thinking how crazy it is that we're scheduling games within two days notice and Seton Hall is flying halfway across the country to play Oregon. So you're jealous. In a mix, in a midst of playing three games in like five days. So you, what crazy it sounds like to me. to me like you're jealous of because you'd like to play Oregon. That's what it sounds like to me. I would not rather play Oregon. I'd rather play Seton Hall. Well, right. I wanted, but I'm like, saying I want as a fan to have the rivalry game. And like, I think it would be great for all sides. I think both sides are are being selfish to a certain extent. There's fine from people stuff on that both we sides. Know, there's fine, that's there's okay. Fine people on both sides. No. <laughs> no. Seen Hall's to blame. It's okay. <laughs> that's fine. Hey, that, that's your right. It's my right to make fun of you for it. This has gone on for way too long. Um, we I think this episode's like over two hours. It might be our longest fucking episode ever. I don't know if we should cut anything from it. Um, do we even want to do gambling? Do we have to keep doing this? Do we, do we have no. to? No. Nah, whatever. Penn State money line. Oh really? Send, send out send out the video Guys, of your dog picking a team. I was gonna go Rutgers money line. Nah. No? Nah, this is the one where you put the money on the other team because if they it's now not, if they win, it's, it's just it's not it's even a good this better. seems like the Michigan game that you were wrong on. I was. I you know what we didn't talk about that. I was uh, wrong. Yeah. The first Max set, being eight, epically wrong eight, on his epically confident uh anti Rutgers bet. Seven straight years I had picked one game to bet a good amount of money against Rutgers and seven straight years I was right. And this year I was wrong. I was almost right. Um, you Mich- Michigan like minus no Michigan minus eight and a half. They had a, uh, I mean they had an eight point lead. They actually, I mean it was, it was pretty. Uh, it made me pretty mad. So Michigan could have gone for two to go up nine, with three minutes left. Um, they mm. they they scored a touchdown to go up seven, and I think the move is to go up to go for two to make it a two score game. They didn't do it. Kick the extra point. Game went to overtime. All that. So I lost. I uh, I, I, I I lost. It, it hurt. And if. Uh, we didn't talk about this on the last episode, but I kind of just assumed that McNamara was going to start because Joe Milton was so bad, and that was part of why I was so confident. And then if if McNamara started the whole or played the whole Michigan game, I would have won my bet. So in my book, I'm eight. No. Do you think Greg Shiano is going to take the Michigan job? Pay the players. 